Lorraine. <laughs> you are now tuned into the Carefree Black Girl podcast, where we discuss everything Carefree Black and Girl. <laughs> Hi, ladies. Hey, hey. Hi, friends. <laughs> no, it's been no. Seriously, I got some stories for y'all this week. I can't okay. wait. Let's go. Let's, hey, y'all. What's up? Um, so. It's been, I know we need to do this more because I feel like I have so much to recap on. But life is life. I graduate in like seven days. Seven days. So I'm excited about that. But y'all, this moving is for the birds. I like I know I say this every episode now, but like I've decided to drive to California because um flying wasn't working out and then like I had to pay to get my car moved. So like moving is expensive especially moving across the country so that's just what i've been dealing with honestly like just trying to i'm excited for this new season of change i need to change an environment yes, season. but it's the process to getting there it's not that much fun. Bree's giving us a reason to come to la the drive is Girl, gonna be not awesome. LA. LA. i've always LA. wanted to, to be like a cross-country drive. yeah so we're stopping to make trips it's gonna be banner that's we're gonna just gonna, gonna make good. fun you out of it yeah. so that's gonna be a yeah good making memories how nice no mm-hmm. i'm really coming you know seriously i'm gonna do a podcast I'll meet you guys. Oh my god, you gonna pull up on her? I'm gonna pull up on you. That'll mm-hmm. be the closest city where actually stuff will happen, and there's black people. Because oh, because where, where are you moving? They're not gonna be no. Not black LA. People. No. So I'm moving to Central Valley. So oh, yeah, it's okay. like an, it's okay. close to Sacramento. That's so a, that's there's a, literally nothing there. Yeah, there's Where's not the black bridge, people. That red bridge. Oh, San, San Francisco. Francisco. Yeah, oh, I can okay. meet y'all there. That's like an hour and forty-five, two hours that's away. Far. I mean, I'm from Maryland, so like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we live near DC, obviously, but I be driving far to go where I need to go. I'm always in Baltimore, which is 40 minutes away. Like, drives to me, I like to drive, so okay. it's not that bad. That's good. That's oh. what's up. Hey guys, hey. it's Quana. Hey Quana. Hey Quana. <laughs> our producer so, Quana. Yeah, I'm coming, stopping through fifth episode every five. This Y'all are here for me. This is our fifth episode. Oh my goodness, I'm bleeding. Yeah, so. <laughs> <laughs> What happened? Oh my well, God. Right over there. let me just put this disclaimer because you know I be listening to podcasts or whatever, and they be saying when there's alcohol in the studio. Well, there's alcohol in yeah, the studio, so I need y'all to not judge me for this you episode. <laughs> you said I'm bleeding. So it's I a lot thought of you were menstruating. I'm like, what? Oh no! Like I had some blood on me, but I'm okay. Oh, oh my God! Let's finish. Was it wine Sorry, or Kana. blood? Red it's wine or wine. blood? <laughs> okay. Yes. Yeah, so guys, this is our fifth episode. And yeah, I'm just happy to be here with you guys. Lately, what I've been having going on, mm, everything. So, Carefree Black Girl is about to have an event um, in Atlanta on May 20th. Y'all should come to that. It's going to be free food, games, melanin, um, vendors. Melanin, though. Melanin, it's going to be popping. <laughs> <laughs> Wear comfortable clothes because it's kind of like a field day. So, you ain't got to be all cute. Um, we're going to do the same thing in Brooklyn on June 10th. Oh, and oh, that's exciting. Can we do like a little birthday cake? Because that's my birthday. When's your birthday? June 5th. Yeah, girl. June birthday 5th. cake. Yeah. But yeah. I'm not like celebrating. I'm just like, I don't know. Like, I never have good luck on my birthday. Mm-hmm. So I'm not like planning anything. You should have a good birthday. Oh, that well, was, you got, yeah, we got we to gotta do something. That text was when we were texting that time talking about being out of New York, like going on vacations, you be having anxiety. Yeah. Like, I feel like I'm about to miss, miss so much stuff in this two weeks you, you, that I'm uh, gone. Like, you be from New York and go on vacation. You could be in the most lit place, like stay off of Instagram because you can be like, oh my God, my favorite person about to be at this event. <laughs> right. Oh my God. Two you weeks in the New York trying summer. Trying to get back to like, New York. Like, crazy. it'd be lit in this, in New York in the summer. What did, you, what did, um, Wise, I'm trying to think what it the word you just used to describe a New York summer. 
But yes, to kick off the summer, May 17th, we got, you know, a meet and greet from you guys. Yes, come to Mist and get some of the South African wine. Yes. So, y'all, I'm going to put another disclaimer in case y'all didn't know. (laughs) South Africans don't play about their wine. It's like 18 to 20% alcohol, so be cautious. That wine at Mist is very no, really strong. Yeah, it's crazy. You yeah. will be feeling like it's like, penny in the wine. They Two glasses. Two glasses. What's, what's the oh, rum punch? I don't rum know why punch. I just called it the Bahama Mama. But yeah, they got a lot of mixed <laughs> drinks and stuff. They do. I was there yesterday hosting, um, shout out to the alumni group. We did like some Cinco de Mayo like okay. thing. And um, it was like these little margaritas. It was just super. I just love the mist, y'all. Like, the mist is it's so and it's awesome. black. It's owned. Right. I love it that place. Black owned. Oh, that's I lit. really yeah, love that place. place. I know that. Yeah, the it's so pretty. But yeah, that's um pretty much it for me. Releasing music here and there. And I'm gonna pop in. You know, follow the movement, guys. Email us. I asked what you got going on. <laughs> um, let's see here. So I recently got accepted to um, another writer fellowship woot, woot, um, woot. through Voices of Our Nation. And I'm pretty excited about it because this is my second time applying and I finally got it the second Doesn't time. Doesn't that feel good? I know. That feels better than, yeah. I, feel, I honestly feel like that feels better than getting a guest on the first time. Because really? the second time, yo, you feel humble. It means so much. Yeah. But then at the same time, you be, yeah, I got, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um... I leave for Barbados in on the twenty first. Awesome, that's exciting. The twenty first of May. Yeah, this month. And yeah. then when you come back, twenty uh, seventh. So other than that, I'm just kind of chilling. Um, I started writing for Dead End Hip Hop now. Mm-hmm. So that's cute. Yeah. That's awesome. Me, I've been on a transition as usual. Portfolio. I've been seeing your pictures. Thank you. I be, you know, I be trying, always constantly branding myself as a stylist. You know, you gotta keep the looks up. Right. Keep the looks. Um, just preparing for summer. Get my can't. rent. I'm caught up with my rent. Thank God, I'm not <laughs> yes. out no more. Um, oh I'm getting ready to go to Florida for a couple weeks and then come back. You know, get back into my creative flow. But I've been good, just living, getting money. Yes, creative flows are real. I've learned that. I was into another podcast and you're talking about how being creative comes in waves. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I feel like my I feel like my wave is just starting again because like the last six weeks or so I've just been feeling so uninspired. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mine went down for a little bit where I was just talking about how like I haven't done photo shoots for my portfolio in probably like a month or so, but I feel my create like I just said my creative flow. I feel mm-hmm. it coming back now. So That's exciting. what's some of the things that you do? to get or like to get back out of my creative rut honestly i think the best thing is time but then i also i like to write down what i want to happen Mm -hmm. and then if i feel a day where i'm expired to move forward with that i do but um honestly a lot of reflection i find like i feel like creative downfalls or like smaller periods of um like feeling creative inspiration are okay i think they're necessary because you get burned out so fast so if you feel a month when you're uninspired, don't just, like, work to work. Don't create to create. Like, create when you feel. Right. right. So. so it's the quality. And exactly. honestly, living in New York City, like, I'll be down or not feeling inspired. Like, it's so much in New York to go out and see or just go into events. And it's so much around us every day that we can go out and just be motivated and inspired every day in new york city that's what i love about this city so much like whenever i'm just feeling down you could literally just 
go to Times Square. And nope. look at people. And look at people. Times Square. I mean, I wouldn't go to Times Square. I'd probably go to Union. But. Right. Because yeah. Times Square, I'd be ready watch. to punch yeah. People hate Times Square, but I love it. Bitch, walk. Like, they literally a lot going on. you I just, you can, I just like to stand there and just look around. Like, people probably like, where's this girl from? I just love it, though. Times Square? What is that movie with Bernie Mac? He was like in a subway station, like smacking people that was like speaking Yo, Bernie Mac is my favorite. Like, that's how I feel when I'm in Times Square. Like, I just want to see everybody. I know which one you're talking about, and I can't think of the name. Damn, we're gonna we're gonna post that gif on the Instagram, y'all. I mean, on the on the Twitter when we find it because they find it. I don't know what movie that is. It's just like because I work right off of Times Square, so so when walking there, like I literally just you have, what's that video where I think it's Snoop Dogg and he's just crushing buildings. <laughs> That's exactly. It's like way. It's an old old video. Okay. And I really just be wanting to crush like. I just think of that every time I'm walking, mm-hmm. like, just that whole strip from 8th Avenue to 7th Avenue. Like, what are you looking at? It's I lights, was, it's buildings. Yo, oh, to- when tourist season though. comes around, girls it's so tourist. obnoxious. And that's the girls. Hey. Like that, the girls. What about the tourists? American flags. <laughs> the t- oh it, it is the tourists, and I think that tourists need their own walking oh, lane. Oh, tourists. I thought you guys said tourists, like the zodiac sign. Nah. <laughs> I'm like, what about tourist season? What? <laughs> Did- <laughs> Yo, everyone is tourist season. It definitely is tourist season. Right, because it is tourist season. I was like, whoa. Y'all, disclaimer, this is the fifth episode, so we're celebrating, right? Yeah, We are. This is amazing. Off of Cinco de Mayo. Cinco de Mayo. Wait, isn't it, guys, I was talking about last night, isn't it legal to be topless in New York City? Yes. Isn't that awesome? Would you guys do it? No. No. no, I support. My chest sh- is way too big. My titties is big. Can I honestly, tell y'all? I'm a. I'm not just to be out and like I'm gonna have my shirt in my bag, but I feel like I just want to go to a nice park with some like beautiful flowy white wide leg pants, a hat. Oh, you should go in the middle of Central Park where nobody's looking. <laughs> Thank you. And so take much. some photos and just act Please super unbothered. No, I will post like the, my Instagram from the back. Mm. Like, you know, and it's just the back. Can you hold a flower, flower in your hand? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Give me just like a star. I vibes. love that. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, I love your hat. Yes. You got to see Aya's hat. You gotta oh. see everyone in this room. I just It's a lot of different It's a it's yes. it's black girl vibes like But I think I want you I appreciate black women. I just want to say that. We're lit. Especially, like, coming from a black woman is just, oh, man. Like, all right, can we talk about moms? Because, yeah. Oh, yeah. Moms. So, yeah. The Mother's oh, my Day God. is so, Mother's moms. Day. We got to talk about mothers who appreciate who we so, appreciate. I was walking down a block yesterday with my friend. Shout out to Jordan. Um, Walking down a block with her, and I just randomly was like, you know who's the most underappreciated person or whatever? She's like, who? I'm like, my mom. Like, it took me 23 years to realize that she's dead to shit. Growing up, she was always the shit to me, but it was like, you know, mom things. like Yeah. But she's just, like, so, like, she's the most genuine person I ever met. So she's going to listen to this episode because she, like, is excited to hear me talk about her. 
she's like that. Um, but um, I really think she's. Well, let me not cuss. Her mama finna listen. Oh okay, no, my mind. mom knows how I speak. I would feel so she uncomfortable. Me, on me too. Your girl. mother would beat me if I cuss in someone in front of someone's mom. Oh yeah, that like I remember <laughs> growing up. I said somebody like I didn't say a miss in front of the name. Like I said the lady's name. I was like, oh hey. My mother looked at me like, you better add a miss in front of that. I'm oh, like, my mom don't play that neither. Me neither. Like, I'm not your friend. Yeah, my mom, don't play. I my mom everybody. will judge a friend for that. Like, if they come, I hate when friends come over and they just call my mom like, hi, Nikki. I'm like. Oh. Is your mom name is Nikki? <laughs> yeah, my her name, name is Nikki. Nikki so, you know your like, friends hey, be like, she. Nobody. Rude. My mom be like, no. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm not no, your friend. No, but see, the thing is, right. I feel like. I'm going to do the same with my kids. But growing up, my mama made me call everybody auntie. So I swore everybody was family. Like mm. all my mom's yeah, friends, like aunt. everybody that came to they the house, though. it was always auntie, auntie somebody, aunt somebody. I swear they was family. I didn't know they wasn't family so I got but older. But they are, though, because I love those friendships, though. Like aunts that I have that right. are my mom's friends from mm-hmm. when she was younger than me. I'm like, right. your family. Mm-hmm. For you to still, for you to have went to high school with my mother and, like, for exactly. me and your daughter or your child, we're cousins because right. we knew each right. other our whole life. Like, if you and my mom were friends in school, mm-hmm. y'all had baby, like, we family. Sure. I love those ones. I like those sometimes relationships. They my mom didn't have a lot of friends around the real ones. Like, I mean, she's, I you mean, probably I probably thought they wasn't your mom a friend and you thought they was your auntie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> nah, but I'm just saying, friend. like, <laughs> growing up, I can really, like, my mom is weird, but she was very protective over her peace or her energy. Like, yeah. so... She had like that four is. friends that to this day is still her friends. Like she knew a lot of people because she is a genuine person, but like she she know how to like back up off a person right. and get to her. Like the older that you get, okay, this is how I look at Mother's Day or like how I think about the relationship with my mom now, me being twenty three. It's like you get to a phase where you realize that they're human. Oh, that they have like their own, right. yes. that they have like their own flaws and that they have like their own personality and then they're not this just some like super power figure like or like a an omniscient present they're Mm -hmm. like i probably said that wrong because i'm really yeah anyways but like they're not that they're like a human with their own kind of issues and their own flaws and i think it makes me appreciate my mom even more the fact that i can see her that way because obviously like when you're younger you think like oh my mom is perfect she has no worries and that puts so much like stress or like pressure on them to hold up that kind of like perfect ideal Mm -hmm. and then you get older and you realize like my mama doesn't need to be perfect to be everything that i need her to be like, you know, you yeah. just, I feel like the older that you get, mother-daughter relationships are cool. La- I don't know if it was, like, last year, maybe almost half a year ago, I remember one visit home, I just asked my mom, like, super genuinely, like, mom, are you happy? Because, you know, with us, we could work on it, we're still young, yeah, we can right. figure it out, right. whether we happy or not. And I just had to make sure, like, that my mom was okay. Because mm-hmm. it's always just been me and her, like, right. I'm a single, um, a single child, a only child, <laughs> and she was always a single parent. And I just had to make sure, like, you know, you good? Because I know I'm here in New York City, just probably living a life, turning up. And she was like, yes. And that probably, it was such, like, a weight off my shoulders. Mm-hmm. And it just made me right. so happy That's to know. Right. right. And I, and it felt genuine from her, like, that she wasn't just saying yes to say that or whatever. Like, you're 
I remember when I was younger, I don't know, I wasn't disrespectful, I just, we girls, whatever, but right. when people say you only get one mother, like, mm-hmm. that is yeah. so right. I had every, important. I feel like we probably all like, had our phase as yeah. Oh, I was girls, so bad. Oh, my God. We had it's, heads. it's really everything. It was like, really bad. I definitely went through a little badass phase, but Me my too. mom took it in really great stride. So I was 17 dating a boy that was 22 at the time. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. just, just wild now. Turning up. living my worst life um and my mom said to me one time she said if you ever are out really late and you don't know where you are just call me and i'll find you and i'm gonna get you so i went to a party and i I didn't know anyone there and i was like call my mom being like mom can you come get me and she picks me up no questions asked and takes me home and we never talk about it and that was it Wow. Yeah, I have friends. Like, no, I wish my mom was like that. Shit. And my mind you, you like, my mom would have had the. But I remember my mom found me one time because I was the child that would always hang out. I wasn't doing nothing crazy, but I would be hanging out and not tell her where I was at because I wanted to be out in the streets late. So I just would ignore her calls and not tell her where I was at. <sighs> one time she found me on the <laughs> east side at the corner store outside. I'm thinking I'm cute. She like dodge because she was so old. yo. My mom got that obnoxious old yelling my name like in this car. Why I got in the car, y'all? The belt was in my seat, the passenger seat that I had to sit in. Ooh, in the that's psychological seat. torture. That's torture. Like, that's torture. Being, that's I'm torture. like my you trying it right now. But see, I have a question. So I have a similar situation with like okay. So I was my mom's only child until I was 13. Well, so we here. grew up like being almost friends. Like, yeah, I, I went mama, everywhere like, with my mother. Me too. I went to a book club meetings. I went to discipleship mm-hmm. meetings. I went to the hair salon. I, yo, if everywhere. there was, if Nisi was there, my, Brianna, they come together. Right. And so I started getting to, like, middle school, and she tried to be, like, disciplinary or whatever. Oh, my God. And I'm like, but yes. wait. Yes, yes, You're yes. my friend. Yeah. Like, yeah. why are you trying to be a mom? I was like, <laughs> you can't be yes. out late. You can't be just I was so I was having so boyfriends. I was like, what? But you can't tell me. I was, I was like, where is this coming from? It's Y'all, because right. I pierced my nose by myself, right? Me too. Like, I just stuck up. I was, oh, like, I in the seventh grade. Okay. And I just, you know, pierced my nose, whatever. And all my friends was like, yo, what your mom say? Da, da, da. Keep in mind, again, I was really bad in middle school. It was really was bad. Really, yeah. So, all my friends, they had their tongue pierced. Some of them had their belly button pierced what? in middle school. Mm. So, I told my mom, I was like, mom, I just did my nose. Like, you know, it wasn't no, like, crazy spot. I mean, here I am, 23, with all of those things pierced. But... By the time she was like, you know what, just do it. I think she got tired of fighting with me. Oh, my God. So she started, like, kind of, like, understanding that, okay, I raised you well. So as long as you're not coming home, like, with bad grades or, like, being disrespectful to, like, to teachers or, like, out in the streets, like, doing things you're not supposed to be doing, stealing, all those kinds of things. Like, if you want to pierce your nose, I guess. And that that was, oh, I'm sorry. That was the thing, like, my mom, all she said was, like, because I got good grades, she never Mm -hmm. really disciplined. Like, I mean, of course I had got disciplined, but my dad was a disciplinarian. Like, so when I got to high school, she started saying, be home by 11. I was looking at her like, girl, like, what? Like, now you want to tell me what to do? Mm -hmm. Like, that was always. I think my mom, well, I was talking to my mom about this earlier. Cause I was, my mom had me at 16, so we're only 16 years apart. Mm. And so, like, when she was like 22, she had like four kids. Mm. So, like, wow. like we grew up together. I right. felt like so. My like, even my siblings, like, we have a sus- a close sibling relationship, but mm-hmm. for a long time, I was like their big sister. And I feel like one of the things that my mom always did, like, she was very like light with us. Like, she really didn't like press us hard. Like, we really didn't get in trouble. Like very badly like we did stuff and she would just let us do it like she was always like if y'all want to smoke weed smoke in the house 
Mm. And y'all be surprised. I smoke a lot now. But I up until I was like 20, I used to be the one like, oh, my God, I can't stand smoking. Y'all, people who smoke weed, not going like, be nothing. <laughs> my mom used to be like, if you want to smoke, come to my house. Like, my sister was probably smoking when she was like 11. And my, oh, mom, my mom has always been like, very relaxed and i used to be scared that we weren't going to like mm. turn out right but it worked oh well see. it worked so because my little sister she's 21 but mm-hmm. she is a stylist she's like if you look at her twitter page she has over thirty thousand followers mm-hmm. she's like she does like 10 heads 10 to 20 heads a week you know what i mean three a day and she, her styles are like a hundred dollars and up my other sister is like a young stylist and my brother like we all have like high school diplomas and my mm-hmm. mom didn't graduate high school like she barely like finished the 10th grade before she had me and right. her mom was on drugs so it was just surprising to me like how she was able to do this so i was asking her today like what was her method she was just like i just tried to understand y'all and learn my life you know what i mean mm-hmm. as much as i y'all had to learn you got y'all's and she was like i was still learning too she was like so it wasn't really a lot that i could tell y'all about certain things she was like i just really told y'all what worked for us like we was always dressed right and it was a lot it was one point in my mom's life where she was just making sure everything was together mm-hmm. but then when she got with my stepfather he picked up some of the slack mm-hmm. and so when they kind of like broke up it was like lacking on something and so it was like either she was buying clothes or she was paying bills so like she would go all out for one of our birthdays and then something would be late and i used to get like so angry with her and I was just like saying earlier today, like, oh my God, like I really apologize for that because I couldn't imagine Mm -hmm. you were basically like 30 something when I was like in about to be in high school. Like she was, had a high school. I couldn't imagine that right Right. now. You know what I mean? I know. None of us have kids. That's like, Having kids is life changing. Do you it's guys want kids? Some, I, really I don't know. Don't. My I do, and she, my, everyone asks me this. I don't really think I want kids, and not nothing against anybody who has because I love you, you guys. I hate, <laughs> think everyone should, but I don't think that should validate happiness or womanhood. Right? Yeah, no, absolutely. No. That hundred percent. Love is more. I'm not gonna say love is more important to mm-hmm. me i want i want love and i want children i definitely want children though i feel like because i'm the only child like and as far as like i have a big family like outside mm-hmm. of just my household but it was literally just always me and my mom so mm-hmm. i just want to build yeah more that's, right. that's the thing like my that. sister i'm 13 years i just it's a bad way to look at it but i'm only having kids so my mom could be a grandma like, well, I, I mean, like, if that's the reason why I don't, don't you think you're having it for the wrong reasons. No. I mean, it's it's just like, I mean, I, I think I would be a great mom because my mom is a great mom and just how I am with my nephews. But I just personally, like, I don't see, like, the way I want to live my life. Like, I just don't know. Like, I'm just going to yeah, have a kid. You should be patient because you just never patient, know. You might yeah. not be somebody who wants to have one of your own. Maybe you might want to adopt one. I want, like, I'm giving myself to 32, like, I know, like, I'm only I'm about to be 24, but everyone around me is just already having kids. And I feel and like... One of my favorite... Am I, I'm 35. Am I, did I miss a boat? Like, what? Mm-hmm. I'm like... We, that's a blessing because, honestly, like, we're, we're all creative sitting mm-hmm. here, you know? So it's like... When we were younger, I think we thought 27 was so old. And, like, I want to make my 27. No, not, girl. <laughs> I couldn't imagine. Like, I'll be 27 in two and a half years. I'm about to be 25 this summer. So, in two years, I'm, I pray that, you know, I'll be more established mm-hmm. in what I do. And, you know, maybe I want to actually start in the fall time or whatever saving up 
for a business. I do want to have like a very famous, like big luxury boutique in Tribeca, a woman's boutique in Tribeca. So like I can't imagine having a child. I just feel like it's going to halt all of that. Or like you have to put so much on a child. 32, when we were younger, I think we thought that was old. To but, have now a child. Like, but now it's like, yeah, 30 something. I commend people who are able to do it because I just don't I know where I would have gotten I, that strength from. If I know. I yeah. In I know, New York City? What? Mm-mm. I know that um, when I was uh, getting my bachelor's, one of my professors said, she's like, I'll never have kids. Like, also, she physically couldn't have kids because mm-hmm. um, she had a few pre existing conditions. But her best friend had died, passed away suddenly. And had no kids to leave all of her things to. Mm. And also she was divorced. So she literally, she was divorced. And I think she was one of the last members of her family. <laughs> oh, you okay? <laughs> the one went down the wrong. Oh my God, that scared me. Oh, shit. Seeing her best friend die and then have nothing to leave anyone to, like kind of compelled her to like adopt a son. And a few months later, she. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah, literally months later, she was a mom. See, with me, okay, I want to be a mom and I'm going to be a mom. Like that's. When I was younger, I people be like, "Oh, it's gonna be when you grow up." I'd be like a mother. Like I think I've always like just thought being a mom was so dope. Yeah. But I yeah, think the is. older that I am now, I'm starting to realize how much of a responsibility it is. Mm-hmm. And I realize like I me and my boyfriend we talk about it all the time, and we're just like, yeah, like you know, like kids, like little robs or whatever. And it's just like I don't want to fuck my kids up, and I feel like I'm not there yet as a person. Mm-hmm. I'm not a full Brianna to give to my kids so I wouldn't feel comfortable like and I don't know when that's going to happen that's why I kind of don't let time dictate things I feel what you're saying because I don't feel like I'm even myself enough to give to a person to give that to a person I'm not and that's why like if you ask me again like in in high school I'd be like oh I'm about to have five kids I'm about to have six kids now I just feel like I would be comfortable with two or three but at the same time I don't want to have it before I'm ready because yeah. I feel like there's a lot that I need to accomplish for myself yeah. to not. On that tip about um, whether or not we want to be a mom, my mom always said that, like, so my mom is basically, she's been in a loveless marriage. She married my father knowing that she didn't love him. Mm-hmm. But um, my mom said that she didn't know true love until she had me. Like, mm-hmm. she had never been so, mm-hmm. like, grateful. She had never been so grateful, but also, like, scared about life until she had me. Um, and so, like, whenever I think about whether or not I want to be a mom, like, she said that she she became her truest self when she finally had a kid. Oh yeah. wow! Yeah, that's so beautiful. So maybe I won't be complete until my sister. I don't know, basically but... becoming a different person, and I see her becoming like a better person. I'm like, yo, this is so dope. <laughs> what did your sister do? My sister's a hairstylist, so she's like, no, I guess. When, is when, she, she, when did she do? Oh, oh, when did she do? Oh, what what did she do? When is she do? When she having a baby? That's the thing. She might be having a baby, Leo. Like the oh, end of July, hey. August. Yo, Lion Clan. No, so that baby wow. gonna have personality like what I'm yeah, no, they, they're vivacious leos what? are vivacious yeah all right leos are well cool. since we're on the topic of mothers mm-hmm. and let's throw some fashion in there too so could we shout out tina knows i oh, love yeah. her yeah. isn't she yeah, like she the best mother know that that's your grandma yes because beyonce's my mom dodge don't play well oh because tina is my other mom beyonce my sister i didn't right, know that was your grandma so you're my aunt she's okay aunt. okay niece what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> she said what is going all right on? niece <laughs> what is going on? well tina d- like we all know that tina used to like 
um, design Destiny's Child's costumes, right? right? Yeah. They were so bomb. I love them. People like kind of be hating on no. these style, but I love them. Like they it made them. Unique, it was you know. unique. It was. I love girl groups for one. Mm-hmm. Like I love that whole girl group era and those ladies. I love the nose journeys together. Yeah. Seven O Two was your favorite. No, Destiny Child was my favorite, but I've been listening to Seven O Two and Escape recently. Yes. And I'm just Escape because they're getting oh back my together. God. My Escape, favorites are Total. It, I feel oh, it. And Total Destiny Total. Child, I love Total. But wait, did she, um, Tina knows design any of House of Darion stuff? Yeah, she did. That was her. That was her. Yeah. Okay. 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 Why Even though Darion kind of flopped, yeah. But didn't she have that thing? The that, um, art. I don't know. If it was well, yeah, art. that's what I wanted to talk about. So, her and her husband, Richard Lawson, they um, just started a program. Wacko. It starts or Wacko. Wacko. One of those. Yeah, where, where art, can, art can occur yeah. is what it stands for. That's cool. um, it's just gonna basically be like a program for youth, like twelve to thirteen, starting out um, like a year long program, and then they graduate to the next phase but it's gonna be just about black youth Mm -hmm. coming together being creative she's gonna put Mm -hmm. on like comedy shows um live painting shows music shows just different stuff because she she definitely raised her daughters be and solange like she had them in the arts and you always hear them talk about their mother and big Mm -hmm. her up like she had them in the arts doing things and i think that's why like we see it more as Solange, but they're so creative mm-hmm, and just right. like so unapologetically black and love themselves. But she had a wearable art gala mm-hmm. um, last week, about a week and a half ago. And that's the picture. We all saw the picture of Beyonce in the red dress with mm-hmm. like the, the flower mm-hmm. arrangement on her head. So that's what B wore with she's. So beautiful, pregnant. I just love her pregnancy fashion. She is. I love her little plump face, her whole plump body. She's amazing. But that gala was beautiful. We saw the girls, all the girls together, finally for a change. B, Michelle, yeah, and Kelly, which was was awesome. Memes coming from that. (laughs) I didn't see any memes about it. (laughs) I'm not gonna diss them, but one funny meme was the one where they put Rihanna on top of. As, uh, oh, on Beyonce head on her floor. I saw that one. I saw that one. But it was we, amazing. Like, we, I hope you're gonna talk about the Met Gala because yeah, I was gonna say a couple of my favorite looks. I'm but so yeah, I just definitely wanted to shout out Miss Tina. Um, mm-hmm. And she, shout we also her. we saw her the green leaf dress yeah. right yeah, that, that she wore, cute. and everybody was saying it was like collard greens. And she's so funny. I love Miss Tina. Like on her Instagram when she posted it, she was like, "This was handmade out of banana leaves, not collard greens, y'all." Like I just love her. And she's able to just make jokes and be like i'm shutting y'all up this is art she like it's art people so i think that was really dope and i always say like sometimes i know y'all hear me mention like keep it girly you know yeah. always for your statement pieces and so i love that she did like a wearable art gala because i think like i was saying i like the cozy movement and all mm-hmm. of that but i love like a good statement piece like right. something with some jewels or some sequins on it or just you know something artsy like whatever um but yeah, that was dope. It was a lot of nice people on the scene. That was really good. And then we had the Met Gala that just yes, passed. That was crazy. Super dope. Um, with the Come de Garcon theme. Can we um, talk about the outfits that we didn't like? The ones that we did, didn't like? like for well, my favorite. So my 
favorites. I think I had a top five. So Rihanna, we just gonna I'm gonna just throw Rihanna yeah. at the top for one because she stuck with the theme. So I will she say always that she always does. I'll say that Rihanna mm-hmm. bought the drama. Like yes, she, I loved it. Yeah, yes, and her makeup was gorgeous. Oh everything gosh. was gorgeous. Everything the was blush gorgeous. was everything. Whoever styled her, I loved it perfectly so from her perfect. hair to her toes. I was everything. Like, oh, I love the shoes <laughs> she put on, which are those are D squared sandals. I actually want a pair. Those are like my next luxury item. I want those freaking shoes at fifteen hundred dollars. I want the black ones, but they're called Riri sandals. Like they're from D squared, but they call them the Riri sandals, which I I just love them. Like the up the leg, I think they just add so much to any outfit. And she did her thing at the Met Gala, so I'm just gonna say she's number one. Um, I also loved Zendaya. Yeah, oh, I loved yeah. Zendaya was super super cute. She kept it girly, and it was definitely eye catching. That big mm-hmm. dress, it was. Dolce & Gabbana, that was beautiful. I love Cassie. I just love Cassie as a person. Yeah, She's love, a Virgo. I yeah, I love her. Her and Diddy, he was like a perfect accessory. They were a perfect accessory to each other. I, but I love Diddy on Snap. I don't know if you guys follow him, but he is I so don't. He's funny. funny. I love them. I just went to the Can't Stop, Won't Stop documentary. Um, mm-hmm. It premiered at the Tribeca Film Festival. It was like the making, it was like kind of insides Diddy Head and the making up until the Can't Stop, Won't Stop tour, which I'm so mad that I missed. I couldn't believe mm-hmm. I missed that concert, but that was dope. So Cassie definitely is on my top. And then, so I did three. Okay, I got two more. So Zoe Kravitz. Oh my gosh. I love like her. A yes, Barbie, uh, definitely natural. a Barbie. I mm-hmm. loved it. And her dress was definitely a statement gown too, mm-hmm. which I loved. It was a statement gown, but it was still soft and pretty. She's gorgeous. And then. What about Chrissy Teigen? She she's not in my top at all, mm-hmm. and then yeah, Blake like Lively. I'm gonna throw Blake. <gasps> what Blake no, Lively. no, what about no. Mama? What about Janelle Monae? Oh, Janelle Monae. Okay, I, didn't like I was saying my Why? top, y'all. Okay, okay. <laughs> I'm a, I was gonna I was gonna ask y'all what was all y'all favorite. Okay, I was gonna okay, give right. y'all one favorite. Now Lupita, she's done so much way better. So yeah, I, I, I don't know if it. I was feeling that outfit. Lala. I love Lala as a person, but fashionably, she never wows me. She looked beautiful, Mm -hmm. but she wasn't a top for me. Like, she looked beautiful. Her gown was amazing. Mm -hmm. Like, you... It you just, know who I like to say honorable mention, even though I don't, I can't really, I don't really care for her. Who? Rita Ora really looked the best. Rita I feel like Ora, she's ever so, looked. I, I was gonna, I love her, but, but she's a real. Ta- I, I I she was not love. the top. Yeah, look, but, but she, she looked, looked amazing. I love she her. Looked, she looked good, but she, I don't like. This her. is a real question her. regarding Rita Ora, okay? And now, if someone want to drag me for this and whatever, what precisely does Rita Ora do apart from be light skinned? She's a I don't singer. Know. Well, what does she song? sing? Not in America. She, not in America. She was popping in the UK, and then she started fucking Rob, Robert Kardashian. Robert right. Kardashian. And that's how oh, Americans I thought she was a girl knew about who, him. Oh, okay. He was the one that made her gain all that weight because she yeah. was out here being a hoe on him, and he got his feelings hurt. She had like oh, a I thought song it was a girl that was Chris on Brown. Brown. Is that Priyanka? The girl with the red leg. No. Priyanka she, was the one with the long trench coat. Yes, I love that. I didn't really care. For, I, that was cute, but I didn't really care for that. It was not a woman. For the she Met. had on like the. Um, not for the Met. Gala. It kind of looked like a ninja outfit. And you know how everybody's wearing like the kind of something like the boots you was got it on right on now. Pharrell's wife? No, not Pharrell's wife. She had on the red boots. Well, what and color it was dress? Always, it was white. White. It was like kind of so like, it looked like pants. Was, her name is. I loved her outfit. I think her name is Emily. I could find her name right now. but So I was going to put her on one of my top. I think. That was probably like a look that I would have worn, yeah. like on a regular day. That spoke to me. I loved her look. Oh, Lily Rose, I think is her name. But let me confirm. 
but I know what you're talking about. It was like the white with the cutouts. It was very soft and elegant. But I just think that Met Gala, yeah, she like, like the little mask, like the pink mask. Let me look. But Madonna every event has their awful. purpose. Madonna, Madonna looked awful. So who was y'all favorite? So can I say I my asked, worst? Yeah, who was your worst? Madonna looked awful. <laughs> Nicki Minaj. Solange looked awful. I can't agree with the Nicki Minaj. Mary I didn't J. like Blige, Solange. I don't care. I get it. She's fresh off a heartbreak. But she looked awful to me. She looked beautiful on a regular carpet for the Met Gala. I did not like that fit. Um, Kylie Jenner, she looks the same on every red carpet. I hate I her just, so much. It was so boring. Is that her her name is, wait, her name is Lily Aldridge. And so we'll just shout her out her real name? quick. She looked amazing. Yeah, Amy with, Schumer with the all black. Oh my God. Horrible. She's a like, she looks like black tar. Lena, okay, but she's a trash the person. Other so I don't friend, even... The other one. Amy Schumer oh, is trash. My God. Oh, and the twins. Very, oh. We used Something to really love them. We used to love them. What Mary Kate so and Ashley? Oh, was it Mary Kate? Yeah, and yeah I only like them. Also, in the Helen Pharrell White. No, that was not I love. I didn't like. I love Pharrell and his wife, was, but she be going. She could have yeah. tried again. She could have tried again. Nikki, I just don't like the bow. I feel like that was like I straight out of Jamaica Queens. Nikki looked like a hood girl. Yeah, she didn't go nowhere before. Why you got on panties, ma? It didn't look right. I've seen her do better looks and and less. I've seen her do better looks, but I prestigious places. She could have like, I, like I, my comment try. about her if she would have did like a updo with some drama curls up. I think it would have went with the look that every day weave we all wear long straight middle part didn't go with that look. It didn't do anything for that look for me. Like that's her the same glam she do. Every I know day. it's it's more she expensive does. than I anything I have that. in my wardrobe, but just because you have money, that don't nice. mean it looks good. Mm-hmm. That the bow was just like okay. Wait, the bow so for me, belt. Yeah, the I just it, it was the a, short because it, it was, was a, what's name's head, um, the designer that they were they were influenced by. It wasn't a bow; it was actually like his head. Oh my goodness! If you look, oh yeah, yeah, she did say that on her Instagram, but it was was still, it wasn't, it wasn't appealing for her. It wasn't wasn't good for her. So if I had to pick people, though, Mm -hmm. um, it would be Migos. Okay, yeah, they look good as a collective. That I like whoever styled them, and then okay, so again, like I don't know about the theme, so I don't know if like my looks like really say they match the theme. I thought Chrissy Teigen looked really good. And yeah. I think her and John Legend, like, whoever, if the style styled them together, they did a good job. And then also, I really should know his name, and I always feel bad that I don't. But did y'all see Moonlight? Yeah. The guy. Yeah. The one that played the middle Moonlight, like, the middle phase. I don't know. Was, talking about his name in the movie or his name in real life? His name in real life. I don't I know. Don't, I don't know it either, but, like, not the fine one. The fine one, well... Uh, the He's old like, Chiron, he is fine. <laughs> but I mean, like the middle, the one that was like in school during Moonlight, so mm-hmm. the one that got a Calvin Klein ad. He yeah, I know Calvin Klein. Like, like a yeah, model. he has yeah, a whole Calvin Klein. Calvin Klein um, I know his him. face when I see it. I don't really know. Yeah, I don't know his name, but I also liked his outfit. To be announced, we'll come back with that. Yeah. yeah. So mm. yeah, no, that, I mean that. Oh, Kim Kardashian didn't do it for me. Yeah, she looks so boring. Oh, this girl Bella Mahid, Mahid, Hadid, Hadid? Hadid. Bella Hadid with Hadid. the the lace the, one piece, like with I the one piece, the Hadid. one piece. I think that we it was so sexy, but it wasn't Met Gala. Yeah. She looked right. sexy, like Gigi killed it. I think Gigi Bella? looked amazing. Oh she my god, guys, you thought what? Wait, who? That one piece, Bella. No, I said I think she looked hot, but not for the Met Gala. 
Um, you didn't like it at all? Yeah. I, maybe I just don't like their shapes, but I really didn't think that yes. was nice. No. Was like, okay. I just it did like not think it was appealing. Cardboard. And I don't know if she was trying to do that because The weekend is dating Selena right, Gomez. Right, because of those memes. But, but it was Selena like, Gomez girl, was boring. And yeah, that both of them. Her shoes look like better. something my 12-year-old sister both of them I feel like that's the thing. They, she's the reason why Disney Kids is always going to be Disney Kids in our eyes because... They just don't. I feel like they don't age gracefully, in my opinion. Like they leave. Why they? Selena is goofy. Hot, she's beautiful. She's just goofy or something. I don't. know. Maybe she's, that's just her. Maybe she's, she's just, just childish. Yeah, oh, that's that's the word. She's corny. 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 Like, she's Ariana Grande. She's corny. <laughs> <laughs> Ariana Grande like is super dope, talented as a singer, but she's just over this fucking ponytail. Yeah, she's corny. <laughs> Yo, you know why? Wait, wait. I got another secret. What? So you want to know why she do that? Her. Because y'all remember that annoying ass show she had on Nickelodeon? Uh-huh. Apparently, this is what I read. Apparently, our head, our hair fell out. So she, she ain't got no tails. hair in the middle. Because you know how they kept dyeing her hair <gasps> that yes. really, really obnoxious color? Or she ain't got our shit broken off. So she wears the no ponytails so they can add addition. No, 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 because no black way. people, we know how to finesse a bald spot. She can't get it braided. No, it's it like broken off, like the shit won't grow. There's she got to get it braided. No she got to get it sewn. There's, bra- it there's wigs and everything. And some clip-ons. I can't believe Big Sean dated her. He was, he was confused. You know what? You he just triggered too much. He was trying to figure out his place in the world. These white people, they don't know how to finesse the hair and they want to shame us because we are so versatile. Like Speaking of, yeah. where's uh, Miss I.S. Jones? Speaking of these white people. Right, right. <laughs> finesse me. your hair. Miley Cyrus, this broke Y'all, I really hate her, y'all. I never, I <laughs> never, I mean, Cyrus, it goes without saying, I, I can never see it for her. <laughs> but like, like that We Won't Stop video, though. I know everybody hated it, but... Endlessly garbage. I like I like the climb. I like Miley I before she Miley went hip hop. Like, I like yeah, Miley never. Hip-hop. I like well, Channel, okay, Miley. <laughs> and that's the, yeah, like speak Miley. on it. Um, but yeah, she. I never even listened. I listened to her music in and out. She had bangers, I think, and then she had yeah. Dead Pets was another one of her albums. Bangers was a good album. Do you know why it was good? Because the production. She went in the studio with people who knew how to make poppin' ass music. But her, like outside of that. Trash. We mm. won't stop. Hey, <laughs> was that that country <laughs> song that she did with French Montana? Wasn't it called "Fuck You"? Yeah, I don't know. But well, yeah, she made. She had a really good period of okay music because of who she was working with. But yeah. I knew it was. I knew it was like a. But French Montana it's new manufacturing. Song is so That's fire. the issue now. She says like she wants to not be uh, associated with hip hop. But yeah, anyway, she had an interview with Billboard this past week talking about how she now wants to distance herself. I mean, the interview talked about a lot of different things. She's basically rebranding herself. She got back together with her boyfriend now, fiance Liam Hensworth. Which I love. I've always wanted them. But to I be feel together. like he's running her life because all of a sudden you want to be against yeah. hip hop. Mm. I mean, like I don't think she ever was about it seriously. Though. She never was, and that's like, a, people- what you call it. What's the word? Culture vulture yeah. and yeah. appropriator because culture appropriation, culture appropriation. Yeah. appropriation. Mm-hmm. But I mean, honestly, the way that I look at it, I used to okay, 2013 when she did the um the music video awards for MTV, right? And she had that crazy ass performance. She was naked, whatever, you know, that tight, tight latex looking new right. outfit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They had all the crowd reactions were memes for a long time. This was back in 2013. I made the point. Like, people, like, do y'all know who her father was? In 1994, her father was the biggest country artist of the time. Yeah. Like, do y'all really think, because people used to be like, oh, like, how do we know that she's not really Roger? How do we know this is not her personality? She's not. Because she's she not. was never that. And like, they gave her twerking. They her, 
celebrated her. And to be honest, it was a lot of black men. Yeah. A oh, lot. black men especially. And that's, oh and that's my what's God. going on. A lot. It's like with this new girl, this Jules girl that be always wanting to say nigga. Yeah. Girl, let it go. It's so many girls out here who do the same thing that they do. But it's like when black girls go in the room, we got to prove ourselves so much. We got to prove mm, that we, do, we don't want to be there just to um, get something I or whatever. We, you know, we got to prove our speech. I think we my issue with Miley correct. is that uh, she always knew what it was about hip hop. Like she's not like she's not stupid. She knows what she's doing. In the interview, she talks about how. She couldn't be down with hip hop anymore because it was always bitch this and bitch that. And she couldn't talk. She's something about how like rappers always talk about um, girls always being on their cock. And I'm not saying uh, she's not wrong, unfortunately, though. No, but the fact not. of the matter is that she never really was about the movement of hip hop. She nope. clearly was just she clearly was like, oh, I'm blind. But now I see I'm moving back into my true roots. <sighs> She said that she hasn't smoked weed in over three weeks and that she and those recognizes the, that she's growing up. And I'm just kind of like... Those are the wrong parts of hip-hop that she's on. That's right. Yeah, that's another thing. Knew, too, if she was really for hip-hop, she would be out here speaking against, like, social issues. She's and that's why sometimes... She's minimizing the culture. She's minimizing the culture. Yes, culture. Exactly. She used hip-hop as some this sort of cheap it's rebellion. Not, right. And my thing about it is that white people... I'm white not people, smoking weed. So white people who come weed. into hip hop sometimes, I just look at them like, why are you here though, really? That's how I feel about Macklemore. Yeah. Y'all know that boy Logic? Yeah, yeah, I know Logic. The same He's way. black though. Okay, but did you hear what he said in his song? I don't no, I'm I half care. slave, master, half slave. Why? I don't, I don't, I don't like that. Why? Why are you leaning? Don't why? lean nowhere. Why are I don't, you I saying? I don't know. I don't, I don't. Oh, half so fair, and it's like we no, don't. No, but the thing is, even if you're mixed, like that doesn't that doesn't bother you to yeah. say that you're half slave, master, half slave. I mean, you thought that was, and that's really weird because I actually am a Logic fan, and it's funny to hear him talk like that because he he always he's from says, my hometown. He says that he said it. He has said in past interviews how he is tired of being of race always being at the forefront of his music and how he yeah. wants to move away from that but well, i think he's seeing how profitable it is it to is make a point about how he's for all intent and purpose white passing well, how do y'all feel about like just on the topic of somebody like like logic who tries i guess to speak about race but not speak about race at the same yeah. time but he he kind of does in a sense he has like, yeah, he does. too though because he's white passing but what about i said rocky who doesn't want to speak about it at all who wants to speak on who all lives matter he feels like Black Lives Matter was this whole trend that we were just all following and Maybe racism it's doesn't a, exist. I don't know. Maybe it's somebody that's like it also depends on who you're telling them or they yeah. agent or a manager. It could be because I, I like ASAP. I'm not going to say I know him mm-hmm. personally, mm-hmm. but I feel like he grew up in the hood. And... I don't know. Maybe I just love ASAP. I'm not trying to make him sound negative, but maybe it could be people around them, even though well, you should right. be strong enough to have your own thoughts know. and ideas. For, I just, wait, I just ahead. feel like this. Um, I don't know. Like, I don't, I get offended, but then I don't because it's just like, I'm so aware of our culture and I'm so aware of how dope yeah. it is that I don't feel, I don't really care to explain to someone else that don't understand. It's just like, you don't understand. You're in the dark. That's cool. Like right. one day you'll see. So I like sometimes I feel like we look at these artists and we kind of like we put pressure on them to right. speak out, but and we shouldn't rely so heavily on that. Like they're not the token person for black people. You get what I'm saying? So I feel like with ASAP, it's not that he doesn't speak. Well, he doesn't speak out, but also it's just like I I get it. We want people to be respons- responsible and feel like you know it's their duty. But at the same time, it's like 
you cannot look to me for something I didn't. I didn't ask everyone to look at me and. and no, but you're definitely right. Because everybody's purpose is, right. in life it's is different. Right. It's different. But when it comes to like, you know, I just feel like this. At some point, it's gonna be the people who with it and the people who not. And right. I feel yeah. like it's unfortunately as much as we want to ignore racism and separation, that's what's happening. It, it happening. Is. And with Miley Cyrus, Jules, and all these other people. We cannot allow these people to keep taking our opportunities, coming in our room, benefiting off our culture, and then pushing us to the side. I love ASAP Rocky, but do I feel like he doesn't understand? No. Do I feel like it's people that's trying to get him to understand? Yes. Do I feel like he wants to be turning a blind eye? Yeah, mm-hmm. because it's easier to turn a blind eye it when is. you have all these connections and things like that. But, um, you know, Jay-Z still out there. And he, he's, he's speaking about what he believes in, and he's still making billions. So right. Because it's a way it can be done. Maybe ASAP could feel like he would just lose such a chunk of his support if, you know, if he spoke out against that. And Somebody that like Jay-Z, Beyonce speaks out. Beyonce is solid. Be- but nobody she speaks out it. now, though. That's but, the thing. But she, she speaks also out speaks now. out differently. Like, yeah, okay. She's had foundations for years. I don't benefit in... In her hometown, things like I feel like we want people to just get on these mics and talk, but we don't but look behind the scenes. I also. think there's also right, a true, level of true. responsibility that comes with um, just the way that things are nowadays, as far as like media, clickbait, all those things. The way that you present yourself, like I don't care what your agents say. Like I don't know, even throughout history, like just being like I guess someone who kind of like studies race or the evolution of like Black Power movement. Booker T. Washington was who we're talking about. Like he's an accommodationist always wanting to appease, accommodate white folk. Yeah, and and really that's what we stand. have. And then that's, no, but this has always been, this is always going to be a divide of black right. folk. There's always going to be the sides of people who are um, resistant, uh, super radical, super progressive in, in the action towards of, I don't want to appease white folk. And then you have the people who are accommodists, people who kind of want to appease their rhetoric, people who kind of want to understand like, how we can also make them feel comfortable, but yet also want freedom and also want right. ways to kind of like, not making race such a big issue. And I do feel like now though, that's a problem again with like media and journalism and everything like that. Like, yes, ASAP Rocky has a platform. So him speaking on it, I mean, what good would that do? I don't personally want nobody that's famous to speak on this shit. Like Charles Barkley doing a documentary about race. Save that for a sociologist. Save that for a journalist who has taken or kind of seen the world, traveled different countries, kind of seen race, different perspectives. Like, if it was a basketball documentary, cool. But this nigga going around talking about race, it's just not everybody's I mean, place. But you can't, I mean, but he's still a black man in America. But that's the problem. Because giving him that platform without having kind of any historical, people forget history. And I think that's why I'm getting, like, I mean, is he why I don't be- want anyone to kind of, like, say things that aren't historical, like historically accurate. Because he said as an adult, race started to affect him. But he was born in the Jim Crow South. Yeah, right. so you just chose right, right, right. He, he for chose race for to not affect yeah. you yeah. until you were an adult, and that's the thing. It's so easy nowadays for people to hold rappers into the slights of being socially active or political or things like that, but they don't know the history either. So I honestly feel better now. Don't get me wrong; they don't need to say they don't need to discredit the Black Lives Matter movement. But if you don't know shit, shut up. And, and that's I, and that's what and I think I'm that's what I was going to say too. If you don't know, if you're unaware how important this is to people, because maybe it hasn't affected him yet, and it's hard for me to believe that things like this hasn't affected him when he comes from Harlem and you know how the mm-hmm. police are up here when it comes but the to thing like, is that affluence definitely makes people forget of color forget that they're people of yeah, color Kanye is a great example of that though he gets and his, that's, like and this is how <sighs> Miley Cyrus and the like exist because people they get to say nigga around like Kanye and who, who could say nigga 
They no, do. Obviously, sorry, obviously, no. Jules and them are saying it. it. Yeah, no, that Jules they girl said obviously it. Obviously, they say it And no one corrected her. Wait, Jules said, I gotta see that video. She said, no. hey, what's up, my nigga? On a video, I seen yeah. it on Twitter, and all the people around her didn't tell her that shit wasn't cool. Some of them just be too... Do you see the problem? that I work with she said and but she's she's like she's young and she's like an actress she's super dramatic but we were talking about the gym like she's kind of thicker and she was just like um well you're naturally cut because you're black I'm paraphrasing right now but she was just saying something about how like yeah black people you guys are just naturally cut and fit no cut because like I don't even have to work probably because I'm Speaking to me because I'm thin, but just how you know how they be saying we're black shapely. people were, ab- right. yeah, we're shapely, we're no athletic. Matter what size we are, but, we always have like a shape. Yeah, but she was just like you're you're naturally cut and Usually. fit because your ancestors had to. You guys were slaves and you worked hard. And I'm sick because <coughs> she thinks she's she thinks she's a fat white sorry, girl. Sorry, sorry, she's sorry. not fat. So anyway, get your cough out. Wait, 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 Everybody no, gotta do it. She wait, she thinks wait, she's wait, a fat, thicker white girl, and she, she just like no, she not. like. Well, maybe I'm bigger because my and my ancestors were um just relaxing in the house. Wait, that no, bitch. Did you see no. her fucking face? I would have thrown a drink yeah. at her. So I would have thrown a drink I'm at, at her. I'm at work, and you know, honestly, I Did feel bad because I had to Did just. You go to HR? I didn't. Because we're friends, and sometimes she says so many comments that she might maybe be trying to throw shade, but I think that she, she do. don't. You got think... to read the shade. No, that's the thing. You got to enlighten that's them. That's just not. You funny. know. You know what it is. They. they it's not funny, but sometimes know. she. But where to you say where it. you are and with the things you want to do, you're going to get that a lot. So you right. have to be you have to be more aware of it. Because the English I'm very language aware. Had, when she said it, so I many words, at her, you gotta be you like, know, I stopped the conversation. Like yeah. I totally, it was that's who. Why? Why are you bringing up slaves and my people was working? Right. That's why I got naturally cut arms and yo ass so sicker because your people was in the trying, house. First off, that was very shady. Bitch, but she would have been bold like, bitch, just how our reaction is now. It fuck. was, you know what I mean. Why you at work and it's like okay. When you treat them, when you let them right, that's why I didn't have any white friends. I know white people. Because when you allow them to get a, a little bit, a little comfortability, invite them into your house, mm-hmm. next thing you know, they want to be a rock. They, no, I'm not like. I There's just, differences. I've I've always, and I, 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 I notice the like, difference, differences a lot. Even in business, I'm, I'm starting to. And they're like, very ignorant. Know. They're very ignorant. ignorant. Like, I was in my Dangerously building, ignorant. I work like downtown. I'm on the elevator. And this mm-hmm. guy really had, like, this little white guy. He's like, oh, do you come here a lot? I'm like, nigga, I work in this building. Right. He was just like, oh, okay, I was just asking. No, because the security guard didn't ask me for my ID and ask you for yours, so you think that, like, I come here a lot? He was just like, oh, no. Like, that's so ignorant. Right. I would never turn to a yeah. white person and be like. He basically, he basically was like, what are you doing in this building? Yeah. 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 Like, I'm not. That's, no. Or that's why like, I called him a black girl doesn't have to get her badge checked, but me as a white man, I do. That's why I'm I said, sure. nigga, I work here. 
I dead called the minute. I said, nigga, I work here. I work in this building. <laughs> I but hate I, it. I, and I'm yeah. like, and I, we deal with it on I a daily basis. Building. So sometimes it is hard. No, but I that's have, why I think being in spaces, though, like obviously mm-hmm. I go to a school that's predominantly white. So I be around the bullshit all the time. And I think what people don't understand is we work hard 24-7, 365 to Hello. not end up as a quote-unquote projected angry black woman Mm -hmm. because if we got sensitive about every little microaggression that happened to us every little comment if we acted on those they think we're angry now yes i've done wait on it i went to a predominantly white school and i had to i was called to the office every day for telling somebody nigga shut up for a punch in the face and you know that's how we talk to our cousins and our (laughs) friends and i was a bully and threatening people i was in iss for telling somebody i'm gonna punch them in the face and that was how i lived that was i lived there like and it was in school school suspension suspension. that's the worst and it was hard for me because i'm like this because i grew up in the hood like i was in a Mm -hmm. program urban suburban so i lived in the urban communities but i went to a suburban school and so like things that in my community that how I could be around my friends and my family at school I was a bully and I was aggressive and when I would talk about my dad it was I hear people that went to college with like some of my friends from high school that be like oh my god dad used to talk about her dad and how he would come and shoot one of us if we don't leave her alone and I probably did used to be like if y'all don't leave me the fuck alone for I call my dad like you know how we all call my dad but it was just like that was how I that was me and how I grew up and I have to come here, and now I'm this angry black girl, right. and y'all judge is? me. Now they see me growing up, and they probably and they and I'm the same person, but they probably just look like, oh my god, she's grown into such a beautiful woman. Yeah. I was always this. I just I was just a black girl from a different community. Like mm-hmm. I had the same issue moving out of Baltimore. Like folk really wanted to always try me. I'd be like, they used to like talking like kiki ki cuckoo cool, cool. They'd be like, why are you so loud? Why do you whisper? Right. Yep. Like, I'm not going to change my mannerisms to make you comfortable. I've been this, and my mom, like, talks about it now and thinks it's funny. But, like, no, I've always been this way. And I think, again, like I was saying, if they really took 10 seconds to try to empathize with all the microaggressions or little mm-hmm. comments about, don't talk to me about slavery. I don't want to hear it with you. I don't want to talk about it with you. You need to talk about it with your You need to talk about it with your grandma or your auntie that voted for Trump. Wait, That's so that, who you need to you explain know slavery to. That brings to. me to like what, what I was going to talk about today. So what? like with the whole like slavery and everything. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people like they give like the whole carefree black girl movement a lot of slack and the importance of it. And my whole thing and what brought this to my attention was Can this I ask guy. A question? Can you say when you say slack, what do you Because you, I think I use slack differently than most folks. OK, well, what slack for me is like they'll they judge the movie because they say that being carefree doesn't exist. A lot of people say that a lot of people say that there's a certain ex- I hear more people saying there's a particular aesthetic attached to being a carefree black girl. The ha- curly hair, the flowers in the hair, being Afrocentric, blah, blah, blah. When, you know, we all know that most it started in the hood and it was mostly like those bango girls, those bougie girls. And for me, at mm-hmm. least, it was the girls with the bangles that was like, they'll see you outside like, girl, be careful. Don't be walking that way because them men going to try to talk to you mm-hmm, or something. Right. Like those were my first carefree black girls. The girls who was just like having the issues going on at home, but they were still like fly at school. And you, mm-hmm. but you know, like her mama got like seven kids. Right. And her shit might be cut off, but she flies fuck every day, and I fuck <laughs> with her. So that those were the careful. It's a lot of people they get, but they give the movement slack for the aesthetic, mm. and they give the movement slack for just like I guess everyone's literal about like the words and what it means, and not like what people are trying to promote. And so that brings me to what I want to speak about. I feel like a lot of like America loves black paint, hmm. like mm-hmm. just to bring back Beyonce. 
how she was at the gala, her mom's gala, and how everybody's talking about her lips and this and that, and they want to um, know all these questions about her pregnancy and mm-hmm. blue and all these things. Why is it that when we're happy and we're successful, it's so it's such a question. Because but when it, it comes to like our stories of pain and being downtrodden and everything, it's, it's so moving. moving. <laughs> it's such like why did oh it why did gosh. it take so long for us to hear hear about um, hidden figures? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You know that was that was triumph for African American women. Right. So it took so long for us because they don't they feel like we don't want to hear about. It. We do we actually do. Right. But for them, they. They love hearing the, the black pain. The and it's, oh, yeah. And I, I just refuse it. Like, we always have to keep going. So... Certain things we're going to always have going on. That's we want to always I have worries. really hate Tyler Perry. Oh, Tyler Perry is such a detriment to the black community. Let's talk about it. He, he, he keeps the black everything. actors working. I love so it. Like, like, no, but thing? is it really? No, though. You have to think about it again from a like I'd be going to the Tyler Perry things like my church used to go after service or whatever because that's what black folk do and <laughs> there used to be like um, the audience would be mixed race majority other people being white or white or black and I'm just like but I don't want them to think that like this is really how my auntie act or this is how right. my grandma act because right. my grandma don't act nothing like Medea like what like just because you've seen it in a movie like don't think that this is one black identity one black narrative that all black women kind of live through mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I think the whole like he again like had a lot to do with like um black women being angry like it's like one of those things where like oh like that's the situation your mother would have went through with your father or things like that like people have when they see it in movies it creates like an an idea that's not and necessarily a narrative of that's that's just it but that's not the only story yeah that and have. that's like, why and that's that's unrealistic to even think yeah. that that's just the only thing honestly there's nothing in there's not one Tyler Perry movie that I feel like I related to I mean um didn't he make that um movie, what, um, movie? what is it called with the women um what is it called sisters I don't know. I just it was honestly a, it was a color girls. Like, huh? No, that was he had nothing to do with. It. Yeah, I feel what, like what, what was it? The color girls. Was color, color oh, period. that was, was such Tyler a was it color period? That, that was so dramatic. I cannot like, watch that movie. No, yeah, but, I, but it was. I related to like I is a lot of those situations. I either related to or I saw people that like that was that. one of his good movies in Temptation. Anyone with Medea and Medea's yeah, that's family. What I, mean, like, that I guess he's trying to like, bring like a that mammy character. I'm not but with it, the, it, it, it's not but that that's dangerous. It's African American like but issue. Shit don't be funny all the time. And that's why I said that's yeah. dangerous. That's the that's the only problem I yeah, have yeah, with I Tyler Perry saying. is like you either make the successful black woman lonely or sh- you you don't ever mm-hmm. let the black people win in your movies. Mm-hmm. I don't like. And that. it's also again like we have to be yeah. like cautious of like who we let tell our stories yeah so, us, you have to so us being black pain. women like okay like you could have been raised by a black woman you could have sisters but like that's not for you boo and that's why like again like Issa Rae oh my god like oh, honestly I like, I, sometimes I feel like I mean obviously she not hurt for coins now but I low-key feel like it would be so dope if like black people crowd serve the project for her or something because like she is creating a genre that is so long gone needed Right. Like it's taken too long. I want like, her to be able to what? have her freedom, you and know, I want right. her to tell it right. I know she's good. So, so that's why again, right. like if they had like crowdfundings or if she had GoFundMe something, like Issa, we can put in five dollars money, in. like something. Yeah. But we need yeah. her to have that. Yeah, because insecure is great, I but I, she could do so much more. I need a, I need a in different the, directions. Where's the new season coming? Oh, July or June. July is going to be a good month. Like I literally related to both Issa. And her best friend, what's her name? Um, and I, but I, I was, was feeling Lawrence, too. I, I, I felt Lawrence. Lawrence. I felt Lawrence. 
and but I at the least same I felt the girls. The girls mm-hmm. were. It just felt it made me feel good to see that representation. Yeah. Like we just needed something else. Like shit. The it best friend the, is me. Yes, mommy. usually, and I got a, I got a lot, I got a lot of Issa, yeah. but the best friend is me. I'm usually like about my business. Do I want to have sex? Do I want to not have sex? Okay, am I a hoe? I might not be. I might be. I'm like indecisive, <laughs> like Issa in the sense where it's right like, now. am I settling? Is this what I really want? Right. Yeah. But with Molly, it's like. Sometimes I could be real ungrateful and not see the yes. blessing in front of me. Yes, but I'm I've also been there. about my that's, shit. Yes. You feel Everyday me? Everyday like, life. Mm-hmm. I feel and like that's I why I love that. Guys, right? And that even that word insecure <laughs> is something that we, like, as women, we sometimes don't want to admit that we have those. Right. So for her to create a whole series around that word and to be so relatable and mm-hmm. not us having a thousand and one kids, but just seeing the regular girl struggle, like, it's just... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mommy's that's dope because I like dope. the fact that she's like I she's very confident one. in like her physical yes. features, but like her relationship life, she's not. And Ooh. I like her. Issa's Mom, best oh yeah, yeah I, I I could relate to that. Like that's really like, like dating. I just be like, oh, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> question mark, question I mark. hate people from Rochester like X. They be like, you've been in the city for two years. You haven't found love yet. I'm like, nigga, it's not as easy as, as you think. think. What? Who thought? Because I came to New York City, I was I'll gonna go be married <laughs> and. A month you or two, find and like even a friend, I was talking to her. I was telling her that same thing, and she was like, "Well, maybe because they thought you know you were coming to the place where you wanted to be, and you were gonna settle down." And I'm just like, some some girls are different, cause some girls just look at dudes and be like, "Oh, dang, I'm guess I'm about to get some." And <laughs> for other people, it's like, "No, I have those friends," and she was the one who said it, and I'm just like. No, so I'm people not, is different. I don't, like, like, I don't, I don't, I don't be like that. I like, be going, I, no. Which I don't, y'all don't go through those moments. Well, I have those I moments where I want to like well, yeah, have sex, kind of. but I'm not like. I don't, it's never I don't thirsty. Like have. I can't call nobody from the past or nothing. For me, it's just so I much deeper than that. I can't because I didn't, I didn't have some moments where I was ready to put my head through a motherfucking wall. Like. I, I have been very. A, I love guys sex. I think about, about it all the time. But that don't mean you these gotta past do it. couple of months not having sex have been very hard for me. Me too. It's and the other day I did it to somebody. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! Y'all are so fine as boy. Yo, the only thing, oh yo. <laughs> y'all are so. No, what I've noticed. So I'm celibate. <laughs> oh I'm, I'm, God. I was. I guess. Can you talk about this? Because I, Ab- I get like I'm abstinent. No, I low-key wanted to be celibate, but I'm in a relationship, so I feel work. like that was selfish. That is but selfish. like, I'm yeah. celibate. It's, it's been. Too, 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 too. I'm really having this conversation. Yeah, because I think after my last relationship ended, I told myself that if it didn't work out, I definitely was going to be celibate for a long time. Um, so just some transparency. Um, last summer I was sexually assaulted. Um, it was a, an attempt, um, but it uh, it definitely um, yeah, it definitely was a traumatic experience. Um, and I think after that, I'm still kind of I'm still going to therapy every now mm-hmm. and again to kind of cope and reason with it. And um, I've definitely taken a lot of time um, by myself. But I chose to be celibate largely because that happened, but then also because I kind of just realized. Also, like, that same summer when it happened, though, I was wilding out. I was, like, I had niggas on call <laughs> one every week. I was, like, getting oh, it in because yeah. I was I was single and heartbroken. Mm-hmm. Um, and so but probably I was doing it for all the wrong reasons. Um, but after everything had happened and the summer had ended and everything, and then now me coming out of a relationship, 
Um, I chose to be celibate because um, I couldn't go back to just, you know, casually having sex with niggas. Like, I just, I'm to a right. point right now where it's like I still have to rebuild my trust in men. Because mm-hmm. honestly, like, niggas are selfish as fuck. Niggas I'm sorry. I mean, so God damn. It's just, it blows my mind. It's like black women are ready to do anything for y'all. And y'all are so endlessly ungrateful. But wait, Christ. I don't want to, okay. I don't want to generalize. Yeah, my fault. Don't, I don't want to generalize. I'm not saying, like, I this is a catch-all. My, my selfishness, yeah. like. Yeah, yeah, me too. But so I, I definitely feel you with like the casual sex thing. I think that's how it is for me. Like, but I also want to make a point that like I'm totally in support of casual safe mm, sex. Right. I can't emphasize enough the safe part of this casual <laughs> yeah. safe sex. Um, but like, oh, to answer your question, Brie, being celibate, it's been pretty cool. I mean, like, it hasn't. I'm not like suffering. There was a time where like I couldn't go more than a week without sex, so I just I just didn't want that life. So question. Yeah. Are you um actually celebrating like basically you're not um having sex until you find someone that you love? Or are you I don't just know. abstinent? Because like abstinence like I'm I'm abstaining from sex for just until I feel like it. I think, it doesn't yeah. have to have like a religious because it's like two different Oh, ones. I hear I don't you. want nobody like checking um, on that. I guess I would say celibate. Only like I'm also the religious part I'm still trying to figure out, I guess. I'm not really sure. I've yeah. been going to church lately. Um, but I think I'd still be going to having sex and going to church. Let me not lie. But, um, right mm-hmm. now it's, it's until I feel like I feel ready again. So okay. abstinent. So abstinent. So You're abstinent. abstinent from sex. Yeah. Because oh, right now, so then what's this? will be like, Til I'm religious. Married. I'm going to get doing yeah, when I get married. When, get married. when God oh, sends me somebody. Yeah. So like okay. if yeah, me and her boyfriend decide to be celibate for, for real. Okay. No, it was, it didn't happen. I feel like that would be. We're not okay. The reason why I thought about it is because I felt as though we needed to keep our spirituality. Really? Um, okay. We need to improve it. Gotcha. Um, we both we talk about God all the time. We talk mm-hmm. about religion all the time, but it was more so he felt like his will for his life wasn't being like loud and clear. Mm-hmm. Whereas for mine, it was becoming really loud and clear when I started getting accepted to schools and things like that. So I was like, oh, like you know, like honestly like if you want to take a break from like things that kind of distract you or take away so whether that be like stop smoking stop drinking stop having sex like i'm totally in support of like you taking the break to what you need to do to get your spirituality to where you would like it to be as an individual and then kind of come back as a unit but i mean he tried other things i guess i don't know that's his own personal journey so are you two entertained it are you two still together then yeah okay so no, because I I dated someone who I was coming into my um my spirituality and he like couldn't be any farther on the opposite side of the spectrum, oh, wow. mm. and I had told him that like this is what I want to do and like I don't think we're gonna be having sex like that anymore and we didn't break up immediately but mm-hmm. over time the relationship started to fall apart because of that lack of intimacy mm-hmm. and I always worry about that sometimes with men who don't grow up in the church like can you really I'm not saying it's not impossible. But most men I know are just like, I'm going to need sex at least three times a week or some right. shit like that. Mm-hmm. No, and, okay, and that's why like, I only had sex twice this. I only had sex twice this year, and that's like so not like me. But that's my thing. Because I like yeah. sex so much, I'm ref- I like refuse to just keep giving my body to someone that is not honoring me I in other you. ways. Yeah, yeah, so, I hear you. This month has been, a, this month, this year has been like, <laughs> life changing it's, yeah but should we <laughs> think then, about it a lot it right it's, huh? mm-hmm. do you think, think about, about it, it or do like, i think yeah. about, that's what? how i was i Pussy was literally throbbing like just Ooh. calling for it and i'm like that's how i be destroys me though if you just i swear if you hit me the wrong way it's just gonna be like yo that's like that's oh my god for the year that's why when i went and hung out with this guy the other day like i think i did it more for me and i told myself like 
I'm not even about to go over here and play. Well, at first I wasn't. I was like, no, don't do it. Then I was like, you know what? Oh, you, that's yeah, when you texted me. Yeah, you know don't what? ask me. I'm living vicariously he, through y'all, you. Y'all, I was just like, because I play games. Like, I never, it's so hard for me to like guys. Like, I told y'all this plenty of times, too. Like, I think that I just created this standard. I'm like, are you my hove? Do you act like hove? Do you? And I'd be like, all right, I don't like him. Like, I pray on that because I hate it about myself. It's so hard for me to date. Like, I literally be like, Jay-Z makes it hard for me to date. And it's the honest truth because that's how I just, I had I planned this life for me so whatever this boy is so fine y'all and I was like you know what I'm just about to do this for me I need it I'm about to not even play no teasing no game so you just told it? Boy, and so- it was y'all first of all I know he <laughs> he was so wow. y'all he was so cute I just couldn't help myself like I don't even want to get into too many details but when you talk about somebody hit your shoulder your elbow and you like oh my god it's coming down why did he just touch my shoulder why did you just touch me and I bought yo I bought a whole bottle of wine too and I was like you know what I need this. And he's right. so cute. And, like the funny I thing is, she was, was texting like, me like, whatever. I don't know. If I was texting her too. I'm like, girl, let it go. Like, live your let life. And go. I hear it. Like, it be different stuff. And for me, I was like, I'm not even about to feel guilty. Or sometimes we beat ourselves up. And I think that's why I don't have sex a lot too. Because I hate, I think I used to do it more where I judged myself so much. But I'm trying to be, I'm a very anxious person, always overthinking. I'm trying to just relax a little bit more and there's nothing like waking up the next morning and having a regret or beating yourself up like why did I do it to that person you know or I didn't want to do it to that person so I hold back a lot like I hate that feeling and I kind of had it with him too but I said no get that shit out get that out your head question y'all like do you think that if we didn't live in a society that's so actively slut shame women we could just have casual sex yes but it's hard but I like sorry mom I know you're listening to this but you know I'll tell you everything anyways I've been like having after college I've been on the casual sex wave I think yeah. that's why this I year I'm like I wish I was I don't know how to go with the flow some women you probably like could go with the flow I can't I'm be I just I don't know how but I want to it's summer I'm trying to be out here I think for me though hold it down Dodge that has to do with like how people I mean I understand how like sex shaming culture like has but it's also like the way that we play up like body counts or like virginity people still Things do that? that no pause though right quick do people still really do this body count I, shit? Yeah, I, I haven't had, had a guy wow that's that. well, so they won't dumb ask, but i mean it tends to be okay the, the way that i explain twitter is seasonal certain season there's like t- always conversations like right now because graduation season is the hb hbcu versus pwi come september when it's cuffing season it'll be the body count conversation like twitter does just cycles of conversations so i mean people definitely talk about it but i think it also has a lot to do with like if you're sexualized at a young age, like I was, because I mean, to be honest, like I started developing really young. So I I had like double D boobs, like come freshman year of oh, high school. No. Girl, my so, titties grew overnight. So when you're sexualized so <laughs> young, depo, it almost that. scares you. Yeah. It me, it took it's like almost casual sex scares you. Does that make sense? Yeah, it because, because you're so, you're, you're already so sexualized. It's like you don't even get an opportunity to know your own sexuality and like yeah. how you feel about your body and things like that because it's always like, okay, for one, sir, you're old as hell. Why are you looking at me like this? That's right. gross. And then your mother right. would be like, try to say things to protect you. Like, oh, like you shouldn't wear that like that's not appropriate doing it from a place of concern but like i think it i think it definitely does influence the way people look at casual sex and i think that's why it's hard for me to partake in casual sex because i was sexualized so young i don't look at sex just like 
I have to like really, really, really like you to have yeah. sex. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Like I, I mean, use like I mean I, that's mm, how I am with I, relationships. I have to really, really like you. Yeah, to, to be, be in a relationship. To yeah. sex, like I get it. It's like it depends on a guy. Some guys make it easier than others. Like right. Some guys you could have casual sex with and you know they're genuine and they just like, this is whatever, I want to do it, let's do it. And it's fine and it's dandy, it's cool, he don't judge you no type of way, he not ignoring your calls, your texts. And then there's other guys who just make it hard for you to not want to have casual sex because you like, nigga, I'm just trying to spend a little bit of time. I'm not trying to... Yeah, I have mean, you in my house it's right. weird all of under, I, you know and they just make it hard for you I went through phases so like when I like I lost my virginity like my freshman year of high school but I was in the relationships those years then when I was 17 I went through this casual sex and not that I wasn't going crazy it's just I didn't want to be with niggas. It's just like, but you wanted sex. I just wanted because I was so interested. That's how I in have been sex. for the past two years. In like New it York. wasn't. It wasn't me. Like I, I don't sad. know. Like now looking back, I was just like really interested in the actual act, act, of, sex. act of sex. Yeah, like, yeah I hear you. I wasn't it interested was more in for being you. with someone. That's I'm funny. Like, sex is interesting. Sex, yeah. you know. And then it's like, I'll, it's so many different types of sex. So. I lost different my, feelings. Oh my God. So I was trying to experience <laughs> You're not bisexual, but if you were bisexual, you would be like, oh my God. It's, <laughs> right. I, yeah, as someone yeah. who's queer, I didn't have queer. Yeah. And I noticed that like before, like I can have sex with a guy and then never speak to them again. Like that yes, was me at I'm 17 okay. and One 18. Time, One time, I just, I really just wanted to know what it was like to have sex Some with you. Some guys, I'm like that. But then I'm like, it's like, I love this nigga. That's how I was during my, like, my phase. But I was just like, <laughs> but like, my no, phase. But honestly, I'm a feeling catcher. So that's why Yo, I that's think why that's why, I why yes, that's why no, I can't have catcher. That's, that's why I can't. exactly what it is, too. Because even with this guy, too, I shouldn't have did it. But then I'm like, oh, my God. I want to come over the next day. I want to stay the night again. That's me now. And then he like, I don't know, maybe not tonight. And then I'm like, wait, what happened? Should I have not given it up? So. So, I wish I like feeling. I, I want to be my 17 year old because I'm, I'm really catcher. like that. Like, I have sex with a guy now, and it's like, okay, why you're not in, you know, like, I'm just yes. so Damn. I, feel like, I was gonna I really say the same thing, That's but why I, I, gotta I, get my I was coins. like that, but now I'm transitioning into uh, I don't really want to share myself with you, mm-hmm. yeah. Like, Damn, I feel like savage can though. I size the dick up before I fuck it. Like right. I don't want to be. Can it? I know what like, it's looking like? Yo, I think we was on Facebook. I, I was like, pull it out. Is it pretty? Catch. You know what it is for <laughs> me though. Now me I especially I can't have sexual casual sex with you because I don't know where you've been. I'm sorry. I'm like I don't. That no, no. I found no. out. Like, I've always like I'm always here for the safe sex. So like, like a friend, I get that the yeah. whole like you know because. That having s- multiple sex partners mm-hmm. throws off your pH balance. Oh, that's right? true. Yeah, I've never like, been and able that's to how do I that know. That's how I knew. I told you. That's how I knew one. my ex was cheating because every time he touched me, my pH balance would go the fuck off, and it's like. Who are you adding to this equation? Because it's clearly not mixed up in my body. Like it's mad weird. Like yeah. So like sometimes dudes swear up and down. Oh, you can trust me. We don't have to wear a condom. No. Hell no. I'm not even. I'm not gonna risk my body for you. I know. What's even the matter with condom you? sex is. I mean, to throw yeah. that out there also, I feel as though if we have, like, any college listeners, like, I work um, for health services on a college campus. I'm an HIV counselor, which basically means I test people for HIV. Okay. But there's a survey process before. So, basically, to know, like, the risk behaviors when it comes to sex. And I kid you not, when so many people, like, again, 
I'm, I'm, I'm not going to say no names. Obviously, I can't. But, like, people tend to have anonymous sex, meaning, like, they mm-hmm. don't know the person's name. People oh, tend to that have, was me. Yeah. People no. tend to have sex. That was me. People tend to have sex without protection. I don't mean no one the last name, but I people at least tend, know the first. No, because it'll be one night, <laughs> and they just really won't know, and the person will get up and leave in the morning. But how do you so say? So, for certain, for, for, if you're in certain spaces, mm-hmm. like, just don't let him speak talk, please. I know better, I do. But I doubt I have it. This is just like candy. It's so sweet and sticky. I'm so into all this. Baby, when you lick me, I go. So on the, the similar, like, I guess, conversation or tone about motherhood and how, like, some women choose to be a stay-at-home mom. Mm-hmm. And with the idea of, like, you know, women having leadership in the house or outside the house and how that's going to look. So for me, um, I think America is kind of a messed up place, whereas we don't give women a lot of maternity leave. So just from a financial perspective, a lot of women don't um, have the opportunity to work in the house. Um, for long periods of time, like the first year that the child is born or what have you, because they have to go back to work because we have maternity leave in this country. That sucks. Mm-hmm. But on another note, um, so I was listening to a podcast and DJ Envy and his wife, uh, Gia, they kind of were talking about how she's a stay at home mom and kind of like what that's done to the trajectory of her life and how like she didn't get the opportunity to use her degree mm-hmm. and things like that. And basically she said that she decided to be a stay at home mom because, um, her husband at the time, or her husband, her boyfriend then, her husband. Um, this was 16 years ago, so they've been together for a while. Um, didn't want her to work. And she said that she used to be, like, persistent and kind of understanding, like, oh, like, why don't you want me to work? And it ended up being that he was kind of, like, insecure with himself and didn't want her to kind of have to, like, um, have the opportunity to meet another man or meet someone in her field that could have been smarter than her, better looking, whatever the case may have you. And that he felt as though it was best for the child if the mother is always around and he couldn't see himself being a stay-at-home dad. So he just wanted his wife to always stay in the house. And I feel like now with the new, like, T.I. and Tiny conversation about, like, Tiny wanting to work oh and T.I. kind of, like, not wanting her to work or, like, it's, go back yeah. on tour. Mm-hmm. So, like, how do y'all kind of feel about, I guess, like, the idea of, like, being a mother mm-hmm. also being associated with, like, you kind of have to, you lose your identity as a person first and then you become someone's mother rather than, like, you get the opportunity to kind of find your own aspirations or follow them mm-hmm. or kind of, like, figure out what you want to do in life. That's it's, that's what I was going to say. Like, I don't, and this is goes back to, this is why I don't understand, I don't know if I really want to have a kid because I don't want my identity to just be someone's wife, someone's mom, mm-hmm. you know, so... Like, of course I would want a guy that takes care of me. and But I don't want to not have an identity at the same time. Like, you know, do for me, but just know I can do for me too. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's just the comfortability that I want to have. It's like, that's not a requirement for you to take care of me. I just, because I can take care of me. But I don't know. Like, I think it's important for women to still keep a sense of identity for right. them to have healthy relationships just, over, overall, even with their I children. Mm-hmm. Does that I mean like you have to? to work though because not is work just another identity as well because what are you without the or work or it's more so following the... your aspirations well, okay. if she you had 
for a Gia Casey's example, she got that degree for a reason. She wanted to be in yeah, journalism. Yeah, she had aspirations. She wanted she to dreams. be in broadcasting. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like, and he asked the question, like, oh, like, do you regret it? Um, and she was like, no, like, I don't really regret it because regret's like kind of a tricky word. It kind of has like a negative connotation to it. Obviously, I'm paraphrasing. But right. um, she was like, I don't, I don't regret it. And then DJ Envy had the audacity. And I say audacity because in this kind of situation, he's more so manipulative than being um, an actual, like, caring, understanding partner. Mm-hmm. It's almost like he's manipulating his partner to kind of, like, mm-hmm. follow his own aspirations mm-hmm. or the role that he's created for her. Because he was like, oh, like, sometimes I kind of regret it because, like, I just wanted, I feel like people didn't get to see how intelligent you are, how smart you are, and that's why I'm kind of glad we have this podcast. So it gives people an opportunity to hear your voice and hear your views and kind of be more than just my wife. But I find it interesting that he had to, it had to be on his terms. Yeah, he had to introduce her to something. I think one of my biggest fears, to your point, is having to be introduced to, by having to have a man introduce me. Like, I don't mind working with males, like, in music to manage me and stuff like that. But it always bothered me that most of the female rappers and female artists in general like outside of being wives have to be introduced by a man mm-hmm. and that, yeah, it really goes on and on and on. Like I, I don't, I think it's unfair and I look at wives and I see everything is like, it has like a misogynistic right. setup and it's kind of weird because like guys want all this freedom, but they don't give the women the same. I've even working with men in, in business spaces though. I've had my, my fair examples of that and it always is the same thing. Um, I have to be introduced by another man. Um, that's also why I'm really happy I work with Wise because he definitely has made it a point that there has to be equal amount of representation right. on the network. Um, but yeah, working with men sometimes is really tough because you have to be firm. Like you can't, you can't, you don't get any room to make mistakes or have and any so kind of weakness. What is, when it's somebody you love, though, it's kind of even deep. It's, yeah, it's harder it's to harder take like so. that. Ugh stance you know what mm-hmm. I mean because you mm-hmm. wanted them you want to still have their love but you also want to like respect yourself so it's really weird that's why love is really like a tricky thing because I feel like you should never love someone more than you love yourself and I see that in their marriage like when I right. listen to their podcast which like I started to like always was tuning in but mm-hmm. then like you said it became to me like redundant in the sense of she's always playing the back seat to him right and it's just like, I don't want to hear about that. I want to hear about a girl that bossed up, has a husband, like like on Instagram. And that's why Instagram is really a liar because you see her, she got all these nice things and she like, you know, she's living she that She does 31 days life. of shoes if y'all didn't know. So basically yes, she 31 takes these days of really shoes. expensive shoes and shoots them for 31 days. Kind of, And then she has like this 15 days of Christmas where he's just like, like literally materialistic heaven. But then when you listen to the podcast, it's like, all right, what are you losing for this? You're losing yourself. Yourself, yeah. It's and that's something I don't think. And again, that seems to be the theme today. Like, no. what do you trade for certain things? So yeah. you want to be a re- in a relationship. You want to have the family. You want to have the mm-hmm. husband that's successful. Why can't you, you have it all? You now? should be able to. Really and I think, think that, that more possible. women need to understand that. And I also, again, like, just want to bring up the point. She never, she doesn't regret any of it. So obviously she's happy with the way that her life is gone. She loves being a mother. She loves being a stay-at-home mom. She thinks it gives her an opportunity to bond with her kids that, you know, a lot of people don't have the finances to kind of, like, have that opportunity. But with all of that being said, the fact that this conversation keeps coming up into play and kind of, like, you, you, do I pick myself or do I pick my partner? Mm -hmm. Or do I pick myself or do I pick, like, our relationship? Like, I think that's 
a battle that women have to deal with for so long. Like, beyond beyond right. being, like, 20-plus. Right. I just remember, like, there are certain times growing up where you kind of have to figure, like, okay, like, am I going to do this for myself or am I going to do this because my parents want me to? Mm-hmm. What am I going to do? It's always a constant give and take of understanding, like, what do I want in this situation and then what other people want me to do and kind of, like, figuring out if that's also what you, you want really for yourself. You really got to live for yourself. You can't live right. for everybody. I think a lot of people, we judge ourselves based on other people's opinions and then they're like, what if that person's living freely? They don't worry about you, and you're thinking about them all day. And I think that's why carefree, that term, is so important. And I don't like when people get it mixed up, like we were speaking about earlier. It's, just, it's not that we don't have a care in the world. It's just that we also see the bigger picture, and we're yeah. always striving and moving forward. Like, that, I don't, like, I'm really here because for the carefree black girl movement. It is crazy because, like, I love, I was, I'm always, like, a radical and I love protesting and going outside and doing all those yeah. things. But it's, like, we get up in arms and we say all these things and we do all these things. But, like, what's the next steps? And I think that conversations like these are right. the next steps. Yeah. Like, and also, how, well, keep going. With no, I was going to figure out, I, I say, like, how do we help, like, women who feel like it's okay to not have a voice? Because that's kind of interesting. Be the example, I guess. Yeah. Um, and just like be a better person. I think that I think like humanity will like be will move if people are just better people. Like people are as shitty, you know. I, as right. individuals, oh, yeah. like we just need to be better people. You know, like that's why I always tell treat people, people like, with respect, be nice, be kind. Like right. oh, we have our moments. Like I'm moody as fuck for right. five days of every month, <laughs> every and I'm very month. emotional. But it's just like I think about ten days every month. Right. But I think but, also it's one of those things. Too, that's why I always joke with people. Like the world would be a better place if free therapy was mandatory, mm. because so many people got so much stuff that they're working through, and it's like if, if they were given the opportunity to fix themselves, mm-hmm. they wouldn't have to cause so much like. Um, just bad energy and like mm-hmm. other spaces. Like today, I was on this train and the lady just cussed out the conductor. Wow! And I was just like, "Yo, like if you're having a bad day, I get it." But he he was being nice. He was doing his job. Like right. I don't know. I just feel like yeah, the world would be a better place if people just took care of themselves first. Right. I do feel like a lot because I've checked myself lately because I realized when I'm angry. That's when I have my most arguments. So my most <laughs> debates with people when I'm already like just frustrated and upset mm-hmm. by myself. So I have to like check myself at mm-hmm. the door, and not like somebody told me like, don't be reactive, be proactive. I like right. decision making because like right. if somebody like says something to you, you could be like, oh like, well I want to. I mean reacting in my mind this way, but I'm going to be proactive because I don't really want to argue with you. Mm-hmm. That's not like the in goal what's like, that's a good question though so like what's one time you've oh one time yeah one time you have to check yourself mm. I, Ooh. <laughs> when you say, i always have to check myself like when you're literally like when is the time that you're projecting and you have to check yourself oh my god when it comes to mm, this is hurting a nerve <laughs> this <laughs> has happened recently i think when it's coming to like acknowledging other people's growth mm-hmm. because I'm so judgmental of myself. Mm-hmm. I have the tendency to be very judgmental of people in my circle. Mm-hmm. It comes out of a place of like love and like wanting to be tough love. But I honestly think that like I have an issue when I project, I don't want to say project perfection cause I don't try to be perfect, but I am a perfectionist. Unfortunately. 
So that's definitely for me. Like, I've got to be like, girl, that's not your life. That's their life. If they're happy about that, let them, you know, let them be happy. So that's definitely when I have to get myself um, together. What about you, IS? What's, what's one time you're projecting you have to check yourself? <sighs> what am I not projecting, to be honest? Let me, let me be 100% <laughs> with myself. Um, I definitely am at odds with a few of my friends about um, kind of me feeling like I can depend on them emotionally. Mm. And sometimes I kind of just feel like I can always come through for you. Why can't I ever expect the same from you? Isn't that a word? Yeah. So I think that is um, me me being a good friend. I don't know. It's kind of tough sometimes because you hope the people that you love will come through for you the way that you would for them. If they're just not that kind of person, I mm-hmm. mean, do you cut them off altogether? Um, and just kind of start over and find other people who will love you the way you want to be loved. Um, I think for me sometimes, um, I guess I compromise. I don't know if that's necessarily a good or bad thing, but uh, I think that's my tip on that. Yeah. Mm. Um, I oh, you want to go? Oh well, for me, I feel like I have when I'm projecting. When it comes to just like, all right, I I had to realize that following your dreams is really a blessing, and that everyone doesn't, mm-hmm. and it's also a privilege. So I feel like I'm with me when when I talk to people that want to do something but they don't do it. I guess I have a fear of not achieving all my dreams, so I start getting on them like, yeah. "You're exactly young, you're this." No. Like when you it know. comes to goals for other folk, I I, I never be really. I know so, I'm the same way, yeah. and I feel like sometimes I really just don't understand. Like like you know like why are you not doing what you love to do? Like why are you choosing to be miserable? Yeah, I never understand people who just do shit and then just end up miserable. And but sometimes people, like, I had to realize that, you know what, like, it also, it, it so many things tie into it. Like, even with following your dreams, just with the support system, with different right. things, Everything. people have different support that others don't. So I try not to, like, at work lately, I've been just working on just doing my job at the my job that I'm giving. Because I do events in catering, you know outside of the million things that I do. Um, and it's cool because I get to work with corporate people, get paid a lot of money for doing nothing. But a lot of people, like, that's their job that they're going to do for the rest of their life. And I'm just there to make my, my coins. But I don't go to work and I try not to, like, have this. I don't really don't even talk about being a rapper at all or anything at work mm-hmm. because I try yeah. not to project, like, my life on people because I don't want them to feel bad. Also, there are some but parts of your life you should keep separate from others. I know that because of the different faces I have to have, I have to hold so much in, mm. and it causes me to project my frustration on people at the wrong time. So right. I'm, like, working on that so hard right now because a lot of times, like, I'd be like, this is not that big of a deal. I could see through it. But at that time, like, I'll just react because I just need to react to something. Mm. Every time, just <laughs> so, needs to react. Yeah, yeah. So I, I noticed that. I yeah. noticed that. Oh, I noticed that last night when me and Wise was um, texting, <laughs> and then I looked at it this morning. I was like, "Oh my god!" Yeah, because <laughs> I was so like, because I'm so because of everything that's going on with Carefree Black Girl. Everybody just writing a think piece every five minutes, mm-hmm. and everyone wants to do a pod the same podcast and i understand that it's been out there but i just feel like sometimes i'm so on edge because when you put like time and effort into something and money and money into it and i like i'm not coming from somebody sponsoring me it's like my own pocket me something i think that you guys believe in and i felt like somebody needed to grab hold of it and try to make it bigger and Mm -hmm. every step of the way there's been some type of challenge 
it's really frustrating. Yeah, I mean, I believe do you. I think that God, it's like you said, it's a privilege. So I was right. obviously chosen, so I can't really complain about it. Right. In the like, me not being able to complain or vent because people feel like you are so blessed makes right. me project at times, I think. And so I need to like definitely find a release more often. Not Twitter, not social media. Like, mm-hmm. definitely find, like, something, like... What about just, like... Like, you know what's crazy? It's main subjects, but reading. When yeah, I, I do read... need to get back to reading more. I go mm-hmm. to the studio a lot, and I realized Sunday, I was like, dang, I've been using, like... I look, I said I recorded a song. I was like, I used um that lingo before. I was like, I knew too many words to be doing it. Right. I just finished reading um the Angie Martinez book, which was really good. Um, I read this poetry book by Raina Biddy called mm-hmm. I Love My Love, which was amazing. Shout out to them. Right now I'm reading The Four Agreements. Oh, I read that uh, in December and in Jan- January. The Four Agreements. I, I read that last month. How is it? It put, my, put a lot it. of things in. Um, the Compound Effect, I read that at the beginning of last year. I read that with The Four Agreements in December. And then I read them both separately. Both of those books put my life in perspective. Like, that's why I was able to say, you know what? When it's okay for me to say no. It's okay for me not to take the blame. It's okay for me to like remove right. myself from situations. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, I just have to learn how to find a release. That's my only thing I'm figuring out now. But that book taught me it's not about me, but it's not about me at the same right. time. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not like it's not always like always about me, but that's not about me. So I don't take things too personal, but when I do things, it's selfless. And I always feel like, you know, that's not going to hurt me if I do it. You know what I mean? Because I'm doing it from a genuine place. But if somebody like don't like it, that's not because of me. It's because of their own insecurities. Exactly. Because for a while, like I was getting lost in my, I was thinking what I was doing was wrong because of how other people reacted to it. So it's, it's, it's interesting. And I, and the compound effect actually, that's weird that you, right bring this conversation up because the compound effect is one of those books that taught me that, that showed me when I'm projecting because you tried your best. Why are you upset with yourself? Give yourself some slack. Why are you, you know, it's okay to say how you feel, but you don't have to be that harsh because Mm -hmm. that person might've been coming at you from a Mm -hmm. place of trying to help themselves. And that's my my problem. So it's like, it's so so many different dynamics to life. And I felt like the four agreements helped me, just those four simple things help me underlearn, understand like so much. I just write like foots over two. I'm about to be 24 in mm-hmm. like a couple of weeks, so like every mm-hmm. year I mentally set goals. Not even like what I want to achieve, just what I want to be as a person. Do you do your years by your birthday? Yeah, yeah, because it's like a personal <laughs> New Year. That's you know? a personal. Like, yeah. New year. So <laughs> this year I want to be more understanding of me because um, I try my hard to understand different people than. I never really sit down and be like, who is, who is Ivy without the Ivy? You know? Yes. Like who is, who, who am I? Because somebody asked me that question. I started naming things I do, you know? So this, for my 21st year, 24th year, I mean, I know it takes a lifetime to know who you are and, but I feel like I need to have a better, like understanding of self. So if it's my 24th year, like that's why I'm really falling back also on the dating Cause I really want to know a better like who am I, and I, feel that. I want to be like nice. Like I'm nice. Don't get me wrong. People see, me, but I have like I'm nice, but I can be really harsh, and I know I'm harsh, but I'll excuse it under the term of like, oh, it's tough love.
Do y'all want to get into the listener letter? Yes, we have. Yeah, we have some listener letter. Yay. This is our first time having listener letters. The ex carefree black girl. Feel mad cute. So there are a lot of questions on here. I'm going to try not to mispronounce her name. So maybe just do her one. Her name is Tanea. Tanea. Do one now and we'll say the next one for the next episode. Okay. Um, I feel like, okay, I guess I'll do the okay, last one. Okay, maybe do a few. I don't know. How many questions is it? There are seven. seven. We can Wait, do yes. just read. Oh. We can do one and then we'll save it for next time. Yeah, we we accommodate you, girl. We got you, girl. <laughs> yeah. um, I was having a conversation the other day with a friend and she's taking a sociology course. We're discussing cheating and our definition of cheating varied from men and women physically and emotionally do you see a difference in cheating for men and women why and why not no i don't see a difference i don't i I feel like okay i have an unpopular opinion all right go on maybe this is because i have a dad that like is like this but like emotionally cheating to me is worse than physically cheating i get it it's the whole like you give me about but to me honestly like that's all I've seen, so this is all I've known. This is all I know. So I'm speaking from that. Guys cheat. They do. Like, the guys I know, the guys that I'm aware, the type of guys I've grown to see, they cheat. They take care of home, and they make sure their wife is good and vice versa. But they do just, it's a physical thing. It's like they're hunters. So my they whole thing is if you're going to cheat on me, I just be respectful in the sense of be brief. Like, I'm not telling nobody to cheat on me, but... I can forgive someone for cheating. I definitely think if you emotionally cheat on me, I would be more hurt mm-hmm. than just physically cheating. Yeah, because like emotionally is like mm-hmm. you really have feelings for this other person. Like they're they have control over your emotions. So you know, like it's just that's different. But like when you physically cheat, a guy can just go bust a nut and his head his head be clear and he's fine. Like I I see it happen. So I, I just don't, don't think that's fair though. So like I think that. You know, I do know right. that there are people who don't get emotionally attached with sex because I'm one of them. Right. But would you want your so you gonna cheat on your man? Would you want him to take you back? Would you understand if he broke up with you? I don't cheat though, so I I mean, but I but, just but you get but would your guy have a past though? Would you want to go? I mean, I feel like che- physically cheating is forgivable. Well, that's the thing. Okay, if I was in a relationship so, and what both if he of us were allowed strange home, to like, physically cheat, oh, that's well, he gotta be that's not being he gotta respectful. Just be like, you know, that's different. Wait, did you just say respectful cheating? No, no. <laughs> no. I, I'm uh, just saying, if you bring something home, if if you bring something home to me, okay, that's. But if you're like cheating and I don't know about, because I I don't go through phones. Right. If I don't have no hint. If you're like, if you're able to keep up a double life, I'm like I said, this is an unpopular opinion. So if you, I, so long as you never find out, you'll be fine. Yeah, I'll be fine because what I don't know won't hurt me, and that's so how I you, think. So you're okay with a dude cheating on you? I don't. I mean, I guess. Yeah, I think it's forgivable. I will forgive a guy okay. that cheats on me. So hmm. I guess yeah. I have the popular opinion <laughs> because look, <laughs> I honestly the way that I feel about. Men, they come a dime a dozen. They do. So, Amen. So, so with all of that being said, I don't ever see myself being in so love, like being in love with a man so much to where I could like just be totally okay with him. But what if you don't know? But see, that's the thing I know. Look, I was made. It's so funny that we're talking about this because my guy, one of my guy friends, they always have issues with their girlfriend mm-hmm. thinking that they're cheating on them. Always a thing. 
And I'm like, you know, like, I'm like, is this normal? Because I'd be like, damn, I'm blessed. Because the thought of my man cheating on me never crosses my mind. And also, like, again, don't do the checking the phones. But, like, the just the time to cheat is a lot on one. And I feel like I think also if someone brings enough to the table, like, I feel like people – I don't feel like men, all men, are – biologically designed to cheat mm-hmm. i don't believe yeah. that they, i feel like monogamy yeah. is possible i feel like especially nowadays though i really don't understand our dating culture and maybe because i've been outside of it from so long i have like a bad perspective but like what is this talking thing like i don't know i just feel like if if you're in a whole relationship like a like oh when people said they were talking yeah and then well, yeah, if, and then they have like i was hanging out with this guy he was a fuck no friend. but the thing is so hanging out like, turned into three years of hanging out well that's something yeah. that's, but basically like i was talking to this guy like okay i i, I couldn't find that because i do that often like basically you're a fuck friend like i call him to have sex we hang out but no but you'd I be surprised like no people invest time and emotions into this well that's years. what i'm saying there and are, then and then it's like me. that's why i feel like talking and like cheating and all of these things they come become so nuanced because of these kinds of conversations, like everyone again has their own definitions, which is totally fine. But I do feel like it comes to a point where what you accept or like tolerate may not be what the next person tolerates. And I think right. people need to understand that when they move um, about relationships. Yeah, I mean, and I don't want people to think that like, oh, you're going to cheat on me 20 times and I'm going to take you back. But I think the first time, like it's forgivable. That's like, it is like that's just me. Like I've seen. I, just, it. I think, I think it's, com- it's sad that it's normalized. That's why it's hard. Too, huh? If you got a whole ass other girlfriend, that's just, what I said. Right. Let's break up. But if you just yeah. was drunk so, one night, got horny, you was in Mexico, you had sex with a girl, I think that's forgiving. Like yeah, like, that, might, I mean, I, that might happen to me. My last relationship, um, we had broke up because I mean I I will always ask him about this one girl. I told y'all like. And it didn't come out to the end that it was true. But that was your intuition. That, that was, was my intuition. That's, that's right. That's... And wait, so, but I I broke up with him for yeah. cheating. But that was because he was lying about it the entire time. Where I had a college boyfriend who I would ask him, like, what's up? And he'll tell me the truth. Like, you know what? I, he never lied to me. You know what I'm saying? Like, we broke up because I literally fell out of love. And I got tired. But... I could deal with someone telling me the truth. Like, listen, if I ask you a question, like, you cheated mm. on me? Yes, I cheated on you, and this is... But I never talked to that girl again. Like, you know, and then if I didn't even have no question in mind, I just was random. Like, right. so I just asked but I, you. I, okay, and now different. I understand that. So you can't just, like, cheat on I me and dog that, me out. Like, but I think it also comes into a play where they have to be fully accountable. You can't just say, like, oh, because I was a man, I cheated. Or you can't just say, yeah. like... Oh, because like I you didn't get have feelings for so and so. Because you'll be I surprised, you Ivy. You'll be like, oh, I don't mind if somebody cheats, and then you date a guy that's never cheats on you, right? You know what I mean? And then you're like, whoa. Mm. So you but just can't like. I, I yeah, feel like that's I'm the thing. I just don't like. Like I said, if I don't know, like that's like me. All right, hypothetically, when I start dating Rick Ross, right? So he travels <laughs> a lot. <laughs> okay, oh, yeah, no, I'm putting it out to the no, universe. Yeah, yeah, put, yeah, put it out there. Put so out he there. travels a lot and. And celebrities, celebrities are known to be cheaters, you know, not to be faithful. But say if Rick Ross, one night, you know, I'm where I'm at, like, doing my thing, and he's promoting his new album in another country, and he slips up and, and sleeps with a gold digger, whatever, whatever those girls be, groupies. And he comes back home, like, I never hear about it. It's not in the press. How can I be upset and look for something okay, that I don't know? What about the Carmelo Lala? Okay, that's a different story. What about the babies? 
That's that's that, but you can leave for that. I okay. would leave okay. for that. You right, know what right, I'm saying? Right, you right. had a baby on so the nurse. You didn't the, even use a motherfucking con. Nah, that's that's you can that's I believe, but I just don't understand when girls like date ball not with the babies, but girls date ball players and then be heartbroken when they find out the guy is cheating. Like. To me, that's so. Normal. I don't know. I feel like, like I want to be the type of woman that you wouldn't have to cheat on me. Right. Yes, I want to be. Want but the thing, is, but the thing about that is that you literally could be the baddest bitch, and if nigga want to cheat, he's, he's gonna, gonna cheat. But you, no, and I'm I not saying that, that. But I'm just saying, like, as far as like me, and that's why I couldn't accept it. Like but that's why I, I don't, I can't tolerate cheating because in my mind, there's no reason why you should ever cheat on me. So if right. you do, it's beans. The relationship is ended. Like there's no, there's no, no working. Every I mean, guy has so a no girl matter, he won't cheat on. This fact. is a fact. You know, because my boyfriend, you if you I ask... I had enough male friends yo, to Yo, it's insane. Every, every guy. Yeah. And it's one of those things, too, where it's just like, if you ask about a guy to a certain group of women, you're always going to get a different answer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because my friends are called my boyfriend heaven sent. But, like, the people who used to, used to talk to beginning of freshman year, they probably would call him a dog, say he's not shit, say he's a cheater, say all of these things. Right. So that's why I feel like, again, like, cheating is so circumstantial. But what I do say is that I, I wouldn't <laughs> be able to tolerate because, one... Like, it's one of those things where it's like, okay, I see it as disrespect. And two, I don't want to be checking your phone and everything now. Like, I don't. And that's the. If I breaking trust to, is so impossible to, to rebuild with me when it comes to relationships. Like, you screw me once, I'm never going to trust you ever again. Like, that's just. I guess that's the Aquarius in me. I don't I know. always hold a grudge against you. I might. Think, but we're both air signs. So. If someone cheated on me, I would want to know. Like, if it happened, like, if you cheated, if I, I would like happy, for you to I come, me, come to me, man to woman, like, babe. I fucked up. I think I could forgive that versus like finding out from like the streets or something. Like, right. I don't know if I could forgive it though. I mean, like it would again. The forgiveness is also circumstantial too, because it's just like I feel like I I can always forgive. It's just forgetting and being with the person. Like I feel like forgiveness is the only per, the only thing for me I that think, I grow from. I like, think I could forgive depending on how I found out. Because if I had to find out from somebody else that you did a thing and you kept saying, it if from I found me, out from him, like the or. You no. know, if I'm, I'm if I'm embarrassed know. by finding out, then <laughs> I forget. I, I really I forgive my ex. Oh my god! I would never be with him ever again. He could never touch. Like the thought of him makes me nauseous, but I really do forgive him. You know, like because I'm not gonna. Well, sometimes forgiveness is for you, not the other person. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. So I forgive how a lot I found of out. Mm-hmm. I forget, like, true. but my like I said, I just I'm just kind of yeah. also like I, I do think I am enough. So that's yeah. why I'm like. It's not me just tolerating. I'm just, it's what I've seen and what I've grown up to be. I've never seen a guy not cheat on a girl. Like, my, okay. like I've never mm-hmm. been in a household where someone was faithful. All I saw was the guy having his side thing, but always making sure home was good and happy. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Can I ask then, why is it what? that the men in your life, or at least the men that you've exposed to, chose some women to be pe- women that would come home to, but these other girls were like these other girls? Well, it just it really depends how you present yourself, and I think um, that's why right. it's sad to say, but I'll never be the girl you can cheat with. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, I will never be that girl, and and it's like, um, all right, how to explain? That's it? interesting. So, I no, I I see. Okay. <laughs> like it's really how you present wow, yourself. That's it's some. Topic for another it's mm-hmm. another. Yeah. Yeah. You can go, <laughs> like you can. It's women that are comfortable knowing that you have I someone just would else. Not and that's the thing. And that goes I'm back ter- to what you were saying right. a few minutes ago, Bree, about the um, DJ Envy and his wife situation. Mm-hmm. Some women, some people in general, they don't want more. 
So just because you know you know mm. like you might want more, damn that's real. They just yeah. might not, they just might feel like that that's little piece of man or that little piece of just whatever is enough, and, mm-hmm. and that's it's unfortunate thing, that like, that's a thing. And my dad told me himself. He said that he dates. You know what I mean? Like I told you, my dad was in prison for twenty four years, so he's been out for two years. Of course, he's been dating. Not very long. And he says that he's had more women tell him that they wanted to just have a piece of him than women who said they wanted to have like a one-on-one relationship. Like it's few, a few women have told him that like one woman told him that. And that's like his main girlfriend. He likes her and he's going to continue to date her. And she knows like he says that he, if he settled down in the next couple of years, it will be with her. He's like, but for right now, he's like, it's easy. And that's the thing. It I makes don't me wonder... sad because these are like forty plus women that we're right. talking about here. These are not little girls. Uh, like I said, I see mm. it all with my dad, but it's weird because um, I think that that alone, not seeing a functional relationship between a man and a woman, definitely like affects my dating life. That's why I really, I'm telling you, I'm the only girl with a daddy that has daddy issues because I really attract the craziest men, and it's because. That's you don't have I, daddy issues. You just you're playing around right now. Yes, you'll wake up soon. I do like I long for something real. You're playing around. You're just you're experiencing. You're playing around. I'm you'll playing wake around, up. but I would Pretty love soon, to like, see in the a next guy two years. Faithful. You'll realize like, oh my god, okay, yeah, I'm tired of this. Y'all annoy me now. Mm-hmm. That wasn't that edible the other night, girl. That was that during on intuition saying, I'm tired of these. Nah, that edible was real. Oh my gosh. Do not take an edible while being on a date. Do not. <laughs> oh Just goodness. don't do it. You will ruin everything. But um this yeah. was amazing. This was a cool episode. This was a cool episode. I really know. I cannot wait to like Yeah, we, um I cannot I just miss you guys. This once a month thing is not for me. Like yeah, we gotta step it up. We yeah. gotta step it we up. We might be doing a bi week bi monthly joint. Who knows? Bi weekly. Bi weekly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, mean, I love y'all, but speaking of bi weekly, the vibe happy hour is a ladies' night bi weekly happy hour. Yes. But to kick it off, the ladies will be hosting it, the ladies of Carefree Black Girl Podcast. Woo, 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 so come, come see through. us yes. May seventeenth. Yes. Indie Creative Network is powering it. So right. mm-hmm. they will be, you know, all the people from the network come through, you know. Mm-hmm. Everybody come through. Men, women. Drink that eighteen percent alcohol. Um, thanks for listening to this episode. We hope that you guys continue with the conversation using the hashtag CarefreeBlackGirl across all social media platforms. In addition to chatting with us through the hashtag, we also on Twitter, CFBGPod on Twitter. And then also, like we said, we have listener letters. So if you want to send us an email, um, you can DM the Twitter or you can send us an email to the email address. CarefreeBlackGirlPod. So that's carefreeblackgirlpod at gmail.com. Um, if you want us to talk about a specific thing or you just have a question, concern, hit us up on the email, Twitter, and Instagram, um, carefreeblackgirlinc. Look at all our promo videos because they're cool. Answer the questions too, y'all. Yeah. And you can follow me, Ivy at Ivy Like Blue, both on Twitter and Instagram. Do not judge my Twitter because I be high when I'm tweeting most of the time. So. Wowie. Um, but yeah, like follow me, Ivy Like Blue, no E at the end. Um, yeah. Shout um, out to FRP TV. It's my job. I love y'all. Yes. <laughs> um, I this is IS Jones. You can find me on all social media platforms now at IS Jones Poetry. Okay. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> 
um i changed it to make my life easier can i tell I you when that. i when i switched my handle i literally got 80 followers overnight yeah, so it's easier to find yeah you. it's consistent it helps obnoxious yeah. but somebody has the brianna danielle on twitter and they don't even be using it no someone so, has is jones they don't even use support their page <laughs> i did but it didn't work because it's still functioning <laughs> wow that's so unfair but yeah at is jones poetry and my website is up but not really at isjones.com. Yo, okay, this is totally a side thing, but it's relevant. So I bought the Caucasity domain. I mm-hmm. bought both of them because I just wanted to have them and use them for later. But I just wanted to tell the world. Oh, well, that's <laughs> smart, though. No, I, that don't, is I bought the domain to my name and my brand because... Caucasity? Yeah. <laughs> that's interesting. Look it up. Look it up. It's so funny. Oh, my God. That, that, that's interesting. Total buffoonery. Well, this is Kwana. You can find me at Kwana MC. So that's Q-U-A-N-N-A-M-C on all social media platforms. Um, Yeah. And this is Brianna Danielle. Um, feel free to hit up the blog. Like, let me know what y'all want. I'm in a creative rut, but I'm trying to get back from it. So I'm really going to get into posting more now that school's over. Mm-hmm. So just if you have any, like, blog content that you want me to, like, talk about or, like, um, any ideas that you want me to, like, kind of, like, get my opinion on, feel free to DM me on Twitter. That's at where she begins. And then I'm also um, on Instagram at Brianna Danielle underscore. Um, I'm sure my, it's going to be in the description because I don't feel like spelling my name. So, yeah, y'all just I wish there. I see her curls, huh? Quana curls is sitting. <laughs> the Aphrodisius word. Yes. But thank you all for listening. Hope you have a good, I don't even want to say week because we'll be back in two weeks. <laughs> good so. month. Good yeah. Yes. Make, we'll I see hope y'all May very blesses soon. you the way that you. Oh, wait. Well, oh, and well, happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day. Mother's Day. Wait, I have mommies. one more thing to say. Yes. If you troll any of the carefully black girls, I have time. Okay? So I will be Oh, responding. yeah, because someone tried to troll me a few tried weeks ago, and Ivy was on it, and I appreciate her so much. <laughs> yeah, don't do it, yo. I she would was, fuck you up. She was giving it to them white folks. I was just was sitting in my little like, robe. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye. <laughs> this is an Indie Creative Network podcast. I did it.